forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast may include a horrifying citrus sausage, Jason lazily performing a lazy Bob Hope routine, and Nixon, Nixon, Nixon. Please stand clear of the doors. It's the monorail on podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the theme park podcast hosted by three guys who are exactly like the three caballeros, except all whiter than Donald. Uh, I'm Scott Gardner, joined by Mike Carlson and Jason Sheridan. What's up, fellas? Hey, hello, Hi. I'm Michael. Yes, uh, I those three caballeros, they're, uh, I love them. They're great. Yeah. Um, I do uh, too, and, and I don't. I don't have us. a problem with them being on that ride that they're on. Oh yeah, no, uh, yeah. Some people get mad about just any characters being added to anything, just mm-hmm. to be difficult. But it's still, hey, as long as that ride is like slow and creepy and has uh-huh. zero weight whatsoever, uh, I'm happy with the Mexico boat ride. Oh yeah, that's great. I, I also would just say like they're not Donald, but the other two are cool. Mm-hmm. They are cool. Yeah, it's just dawning on me now that Donald is their Caucasian friend. Yes. So yeah, unlike the three of us, the, the, uh, Jose. What's the other one's name? I'm I'm blanking on the other Caballero's name. Here. Hmm. I think it uh, ends with an O. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is besides that. Looking it up now. People um, are screaming at their phones. Yeah. Uh, uh, come on, guys. Uh, Look, I can anybody picture, can just. I can picture them better than some family members, and yeah, I'm blanking on. <laughs> yeah, picture them. Sure. Jose and. Uh, <laughs> Is it Punch, Punchito? Punchito. Punchito and Jose. Look, yeah. anybody can think oh, of sorry. some information and immediately Google it and get it themselves. But only in this source can you can information be delayed by 10 seconds while other people <laughs> know. look it's it up so while manipulating other machines that they're operating. <laughs> I was so I was like, so I'm sweating a little bit now. I was like trying to get it under the wire there. Would you have known Jose, though? Did you guys know Jose? I also don't know which is which. Oh, uh, this is. Hold on. Oh, I'm sweating again. Oh, God. <laughs> oh no. Oh, we don't shit. need to tell people right, which fine, is right. which. Look it up. I Look do not remember their last names. Though. Look it up. I'm not sure. They have, they're all Caballero. And Donald adopted the last name Caballero just for that um, they had just, just for that series. Yeah. Jose is the one with the hat. The okay. straw hat. <laughs> gotcha. Not the sombrero. Which color? Uh, he's this guy. Mm-hmm. Jose is green. green. He's green. Yeah, red. I guess that would have been easier. Got it. Yeah. Then um, showing me... <laughs> Yeah, uh, something that the viewers, the oh, listeners can't. Oh man, I'm uh, covered in flaps. Oh like, no. Okay, okay. Like, well, here, let's get let's get off the caballeros then, and let's change topic. And I wanted to address something that has just happened, kind of freshly, uh, as we record this episode. We're recording this pretty uh, quickly after the passing of former President George H. W. Oh yeah, Bush. Uh, um, he he has just passed away, and you know what? Especially in today's divided times there is always a rush with these politicians whether it's bush whether it's mccain to uh, uh you know cast the final judgment on them and mm. just to uh, vilify them if you disagree with them or to wash over their sins uh, uh if if you are a fan of them but i'm not here to do any of that we are theme park journalists and i think what we should do in light of his passing is talk about his robot uh the the george bush 
robot has been operating at Disney World in the Hall of Presidents since 1989, mm-hmm. uh, free of incident, free of, uh, you know, oil leakage that shot into the audience, mm-hmm. uh, his head never snapped off, mm-hmm. uh, as far as his clothes didn't slowly drift off during a performance, that robot has been solid and sturdy for mm-hmm. three decades running, and I think it's only right in light of the passing of his likeness, the real human George W. Bush, or George H. W. Bush, that we declare George Bush to be the animatronic of the month. Oh, oh, okay. That- <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what that was. I, I okay. I wasn't sure where it was going. No, it was no. I just want to, you know. I, I just can't think of a better way to honor the passing right, of this, a, a career politician and a uh, you know a, 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 a grandfather, a public servant for uh, for many years than to say his robot was cool. This bro- so yeah, you're saying this has nothing to do with politics. Absolutely, and that's like the benefit sure. of our area and the podcast right. that we're doing. We don't have to make this rash decision right. mere hours after he died. History will determine that. But I will say that robot is great, and I think. Uh, you know, it's he performs a thankless task because he was the final president who did not speak in his actual voice. Right. From Bill Clinton on, the real president uh, has gotten to do the voice. And George Bush, all he gets to do is uh, is blink and nod and look around and sort of gesture slightly when each president is mentioned. And, uh, you know, so he, it's, you know, I just I just I just want to thank him for his years of, of mute service. Uh, uh, I think he's uh, yeah. he's done a great job. At worst, benign the animatronic George Bush. There, yeah. there. He did not oversee the hall of the Central Jeez. Intelligence Agency, which flooded the Magic Kingdom with crack cocaine in the eighties. Yeah, unlike possibly his uh, living counterpart. He didn't arrange an animatronic war on drugs and try to buy a crack in front of the Hall of Presidents. Yes, they did not uh, 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 set up a nineteen-year-old. <laughs> I thought all of presidents. The robot no, did robot, not do the that. The robot, robot didn't do that. Not done any, he didn't set up a 19-year-old robot and send them to jail. I like, this is good because then when, when Trump passes away, we have to honor the Trump robot. Because the Trump mm-hmm. robot did not do anything. No. He he represents something, yes. He but does he that weird do finger anything. gesture that we talked about. Thing. But yeah. he was programmed to do so. And again, fully <clears> operational. <throat> I think the really the only one, according to a... Uh, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos clip that I'm very fond of. Uh, there, there was, there's some. There was one time when Lincoln was giving a speech, and then he slowly like started tipping at the knees. Oh yeah, and yeah. falls backwards. Right. Uh, so, and if there's, if that such an incident happened to any other presidents, I don't know about it, or it wasn't on film. Um, this might be where we, as a country, you know, people always say coming together, and we have to see eye to eye on things. Maybe if we all embrace the robots at the Hall of Presidents, we all can become a little bit more connected and a little more understanding of each other. Well, all those presidents, all dev- not just on Democratic and Republican lines, but on you know republocrat like whatever like the the washington generals like whatever the weird old political parties were the washington generals i think they were all part of the washington generals that became (laughs) the the uh, opponents of the harlem globetrotters that's right yeah um but you know yeah people of all kinds of parties are the the bull moose the weird stuff uh, teddy Mm -hmm. roosevelt was part of they all they all stand there and they 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 get along and they uh they it's it's civil they all 
Well, I mean, they don't have a discussion. They all just sort of stand around and blink at each other. But even that, hey, that's something. That's better than yeah. most politicians get along these days. We should poll. We should set up a poll. And maybe we talk to Len Testa about this because Len um, from the Disney Dish podcast is always talking about numbers. He, he's in charge of the guy that tells you what, like, how long wait times are, mm-hmm. like when attendance is going to be. Yeah, great maybe he guy. can exit poll um, for popularity outside of the Hall of Presidents to see what the robot's approval ratings are. Because I think they're all going to be high. I think if we all kind of take this mentality. How low could you possibly go on one of these robots? What's your expectation of them? I Um, think people will give the Trump one low because, you know, of how bad he is as a person. But I think Len will have to just say and and specify, we're talking about the robot. Did the the robot robot do a good job? Did its hands move? Did it uh, look at you and then it shoot lasers out of its eyes at you? No? Well, then that's good. That was a good robot. Did it emit a piercing scream uh, uh, that that deafened your child? If no, then it's a great robot. Did it say, why was I born? And then try to crawl off the stage at you. (laughs) If it didn't, then it's a good robot and you should rate it high. So let's see if uh, we can get all these robots to have their approval ratings high. The robot does not stand there and describe things is very legal very cool <laughs> it would have to be programmed there it would, would have, have to be, be programmed. a human behind it to and, program mm-hmm. and even if it did that the robot didn't say that it's not the robot's fault no it's just repeating what a deranged madman <laughs> tweeted. But even he didn't do he didn't do anything wrong either, as he asserted. Well, that's you a know different... I was I was thinking like it seems like something's up with Trump and Russia, and then he sent that very legal, very cool text, and I'm like, you know what? He's right. I'm I'm letting him off the. Hook. Well, I the, think he's. I get it now. I I, I see now. The very I was cool. worried about it not being legal, but if it's cool, it's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. If anything, we probably owe these robots apologies because we have like endowed them with, uh, you know, this fake skin, these yes. similes of living. Uh, yeah, that's true. Villains. I don't know. Big, History the, shows most presidents to be villains. Uh, an old Big Al country bear animatronic who is now the Donald Trump robot. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming <laughs> because that's how they do it. They do reuse things. I believe the yeah. big. I believe Big Al, and this could be totally wrong, is the Oogie Boogie on Haunted Mansion now, and the Haunted Mansion Holiday. Oh yeah, that's an interesting that's theory. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, so but they for sure do stuff like that. I don't know if that's specifically right, and but so there's it's a chance that the trump animatronic used to be a character you loved and Mm. now it's not his choice it's robot choice to put the trump skin and the wig on and now everyone hates it that's not fair to the robot he was it was potentially the head of like a splash mountain crocodile or something sure Uh, or or a uh, goose i guess a crocodile would be too long Uh, yes you'd you'd be um, i'm glad they don't cut all those corners because if they installed a donald trump and he had a big long uh, a snout like a crocodile <laughs> you'd be like wait a minute something's up they just painted a crocodile head flesh color <laughs> <laughs> although i would I like, would like to see the that. hall of presidents a crocodile head uh <laughs> well you have Pierce a, is a crocodile that's like taking your you have a very funny president hall of presidents video on is it where, oh, is yeah, it? where can you find it funny uh, or die uh, <laughs> um, i don't uh, uh it's 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 on my YouTube. It's called Hall of Inaccurate Presidents. Right. Yeah. Um, where it's like not the real names of presidents. Is the ge- yeah was past that- George Washington? It's all nonsense. Right. Like but da- Daniel Flintstone and Jonathan T. President. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the next logical step would be to like just add in like uh, anthropomorphic alligators in a suit. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what we're talking about. This this you'd have to call this Hall of Presidents under new management. 
Oh, oh much as great. the Enchanted Tiki Room many years ago. I don't know if, a lot, if all the listeners know this, that like the Tiki Room's kind of been the same thing since the 60s and never changed in Disneyland. But in Disney World, there was this brief bizarre period where Iago and Zazu showed up and like, well, wait a minute, we're changing things up around here. So same thing, Iago and Zazu take over the Hall of Presidents oh, yeah. and when, make them all, turn them all into critters. Whenever we do the Under New Management episode, mm. that will uh, also be the second Howl at the Moon episode because that's the only way to make uh, Under New Management palatable. You mean we'll, all, we'll have to drink a lot of blue Yeah, we goo. each drink a bucket and then we're mm-hmm. like, okay, so then Iago... This motherfucker. <laughs> so he's, like a beer he is not going to do flames. it. The yeah. only only goo is going to get us through <laughs> talking about that attraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hey, I'm I I like this. Some like you know taking mix, just mixing and matching. Why don't they like the attractions should all get to trade? I mm. say put you know FDR and Truman and John Quincy Adams on the riverboat in Splash Mountain <laughs> yes. and take a, a goose and who else is on there? Uh, uh, I guess, a, you know, a, like an a old pig. country dog and put them in the Hall of Presidents for a little while. Sure. Let them take little vacations and visit each other and be pen pals. I think mm-hmm. that's also a great plus up because the Hall of Presidents is kind of a cursed attraction in that they can never tear it down. <laughs> like they could, mm-hmm. the outcry uh, would be it would seem like so a, obnoxious. It would seem like a reaction to whoever the sitting president was yeah. and it's clear that from now on the the president will always be a divisive figure so you, you sure. know you don't want to piss off either side by te- tearing it down yeah yeah i mean it seems like carousel of progress will probably be there for a long time because walt always wanted it to stay but that too uncle orville yeah. pretend he was a president oh yeah oh and then yeah put, put, put one of the presidents in a bathtub well, on stage orville d nap taker well, Taft about, famously yes. couldn't fit. Was what was it? He was a large man. He was yeah. a large boy. What if? Um, what That's if, not the first time a large boy will come up on today's episode, which is what, about the monorail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting to it. One more pit. Just uh, remove here. Solve the Yeti problem <laughs> by removing the Yeti, putting him in the Hall of Presidents, and then taking Andrew Jackson and installing him on the uh, Expedition Everest, and have him swipe at you as you go by. <laughs> Might be too or scary. Maybe a gun with a gun, or because he's you know he dueled a big musket. Sure, famously at the t- yeah. Who would have thought that at the top of Everest is Andrew Jackson, the ghost Stonewall presumably, <laughs> or a zombie, or an undead Andrew Jackson? Yeah. yeah, which now it sounds like I'm pitching a sequel to Abraham yeah. Lincoln Vampire Hunter. So, so like a real random movie. So random. <laughs> so random. This is what's gonna be great when we do all these attractions. Let's we it's the the rides are all great, but let's make them more random. So yeah, I love <laughs> random humor. <laughs> I think we all do, and the best part about it is it's sustaining. It can <laughs> go for hours. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, commercials are my favorite. Of all the random humor oh, I like. The best. <laughs> of all the content I like, commercials are the random content I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably right. All right. Of the all the Skittles content. Skittles commercials are the best media. Properties. The yes. And- uh, all right. Um, well, uh, a lot of great ideas here. And once again, uh, uh, President Bush, the robot, I mean, thank you for your service. All We're right. giving you animatronic of the month. Mm-hmm. When December's gone, uh, sorry, it'll be somebody else. But uh, uh, hey, thanks for everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> a respectful uh, honoring on our part. 
But uh, hey, we're not here to talk about any of that. We're here to talk about the highway in the sky. Mm. We're talking the monorail, uh, which I feel is a, a perfect topic for this podcast in that it's kind of a ride and kind of a dull functional thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's it's sort of the, a mixture of the things that we uh, you know equally weight on this on this podcast. Well, uh, it's definitely functional. I think it's far from dull. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was a not, that was not a good uh, uh, term. Yes, I, I understand think the what you mean, but a, a practical yes. transportation thing. Although, did yeah. not start that way. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about the monorail researching for this. Yeah, this was very interesting research to get to do. Um, and I think, but yeah, also though, before we get into the the origins of it, I mean, it's been a fixture in Disney theme parks since 1959 in Disneyland, uh, uh, and I think a, a beloved part and a, a fun part of the kinetic energy of the parks but i think we've been thinking about it recently because it's been a weird year for the monorails sure a couple of odd incidents in disney world especially loss class action lawsuit waiting to happen in florida (laughs) right there were uh there was a wikipedia page called uh uh Disney World incidents and the monorail section is huge. <laughs> Three incidents in 2018 alone. God, that's yeah. what I thought. I knew there's been like a lot of weird stuff lately. Yeah, and I thought, isn't a lot of it this year? And in fact, it is. Those th- those things, by the way. So there was a uh, uh, the monorail red down in Florida <laughs> was driving for a while with just a door open. Yes, and that video is on YouTube and mm-hmm. will forever be on YouTube because multiple people have duplicated it. So it'll <laughs> never. You'll always be able to find a copy. Disney's gonna have a harder time getting rid of stuff, making stuff go away in the social media age. Yeah. Um, there was also a giant chunk fell out of one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I forget at which point in the track, but it almost hit a guest who was walking by. There was a pedestrian. It wasn't just in one of the swampy parts. Just like a big weird piece of space junk fell out of the thing and almost hit a guy and then they had to stop it and people were trapped on there for a while while they made sure everything else was okay. And then the and then at the Grand Floridian station the the a door just fell off entirely because a scooter hit it a scooter yeah someone scooter like they they miss miss uh directed it and it just seemed like it dinged it mm-hmm. but it's almost like if you accidentally banged a do- like you know shouldered a door a little mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like they were going a million miles per hour and knocked it off it seems like they dinged it a little and the whole door like <laughs> fell off and then it was just stuck there for hours it's a very like animation it's a very like roadrunner-y kind of like yeah tink boom 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 boom, boom. everything everything collapses and the incidents where the that one and the incident where the the monorail became disabled and the air conditioner failed and they had to go out open the windows and a tractor had to come and tow it both monorail lime both this year both monorail lime the same monorail, the same monorail. oh monorail lime monorail lime. <laughs> get your act together so uh, all of this is making i mean we could talk about the monorail at, at any time and this is a good topic but i like talking about it at the end of 2018 a decidedly rough year for the monorail. So, you know, let's let's talk about its its history and the better days of the monorail and then uh, talk a little bit about its future. Sure. sure. I yeah. mean, <laughs> when it opened at Disneyland was the first daily operational monorail in America. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and did not um did not uh have a 
end point. Like, it just left the station, did a scenic tour, came back to the station. Oh, the original path was... The very, very original. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, yes. Um, uh, it was, I believe, it was short. eight miles. A pretty quick little yeah. trip. Compared to now, now. Is, it, is it the same path that it kind of does before you land in Disneyland, where it's kind of circular, weaving in and out of the Autopia area and going around the Matterhorn? Um, I think similar-ish, but a lot of attractions have changed, and the track's been changed so many times. They have to like, keep it's moving been, it to account for stuff. It's been close to 60 years in Disneyland, and reading about the the different generations of it in Disneyland, it has changed so many times. There's been four different generations of monorail mm-hmm. uh cars monorails themselves in mm-hmm. disneyland only two in florida which we'll get to uh and that's florida's coming up on 50 years and it's bad there's only been two generations clearly yeah i don't think they've updated it since i saw s- several numbers but either i couldn't tell if it was 1989 or 1991 but either way hasn't been a new fleet since then since that pretty crazy and might kind of illustrate why they're kind of. either there's been rumors of are they phasing it out yeah. and it doesn't seem like they are necessarily but yeah they, i think they need to do there's been so, rumors there's new ones coming and rumors that they're getting they're just going to take it all apart. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I so think I don't know there what... would be a big public backlash to just getting rid of it. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, like anything where you're like, "Oh, people aren't going to stand for this, but then they'll do it and then what people aren't going to go?" Yeah, no. I mean, that that would be how it goes down, but it would be extremely I feel like I I associate the monorail more with Florida, uh, Florida mm. than Disneyland because in because okay yeah when it opened in Disneyland it just did a loop for since then since the sixties it has two stops one in the park and one at uh, that well formerly the Disneyland Hotel now it's just it's kind of downtown Disney downtown in general Disney. in yeah. Disney World it is a vital part of the infrastructure and getting from place to place and especially probably the easiest way to get from <laughs> Magic Kingdom zone to Epcot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still, despite the troubles, is still a more pleasant and usually more reliable than the bus system. Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. buses seem kind of, unless I'm mistaken, if there hasn't the, been a new bus set up in a while. The either. buses are, we. the last time, I, it depends, I feel like, because the last time I was there, the buses weren't so bad. Certain buses, they have, like, certain places have more buses. Okay. So if you're going to Epcot, it's not so bad. But if you're going to, like... I'm trying to think like uh, the Saratoga miniature... Springs. Yeah. One of the weird, like, yeah. If you were trying to go from like Saratoga Springs to like what's that's on one end of the property. What's on the other is Animal Kingdom on the other end. Like that's going to take you. A minute. I think that's yeah. the, that's the furthest. Uh, uh, yeah. I remember I felt like I was driving forever to get to uh, Animal Kingdom from wherever I yeah. started. Uh, but it, but I should, I don't know that, I, I couldn't remember the name of this, but it's from this year, but there is a Disney Dish episode, uh, very interesting, about Florida's transportation systems, because they brought on, like, a former transportation uh, person from the San Francisco Muni system mm-hmm. to consult at Disney, and he was like, here, go, looking towards the future, you need to start thinking about the transit systems in the Orlando resort as if you were a massive city because you are sure so that's why you know so more buses and that's why you see the skyliner is coming the gondola system Mm -hmm. which is i mean from what i have read rather than extending the monorail because it would be something like over a million dollars for every extra mile of monorail track for like a lot less Mm -hmm. money uh, you can get a whole gondola system so that's why 
we're they're getting that and for the demand for Star Wars land. I think it's very interesting. They seem to really be stretching out the uh, announcements about the Skyliner system, especially so far they have not used the phrase air conditioning in reference I to those Skyliners. I don't think there's going to be air conditioning in them. I don't think them. there is. I think it's just going to be a little hot boxes flying through the sky. Yeah. If anybody's listening and doesn't know what these are, yeah, it is this new gondola thing. It's sort of like it's, it's, I mean, it's reminiscent of the old Skyway that used to be there, but they're bigger. It actually feels a lot like the like Ferris wheel cars, but you, yeah, you I'm, sit in them for a while. I'm scared of this thing. I am too. I'll be honest with you. I'm not dying to get in that thing. Uh, and I was talking about the air conditioning thing with Erin, and she brought up a good point, which is like, there's like families getting on these. Th- there yeah. are babies getting on these things. The, the like the smell of like hot, plastic. <laughs> unventilated plastic cells could get awful. And then what if it breaks and you're just stuck over some trees in the middle of the swamp in like ninety degree? Like yeah, this stuff stops sometimes. Yeah. So I'm I am skeptical, but this is not like the first of its kind sort of thing. Like the monorail was. Well, there are urban gondola systems all over the world. So it's like been tested. Are there really? And there, is that like a where? part of cities <laughs> in Asia? Asia or really? like mountainous cities? Like, yeah, these sorts of like suspended gondola systems are like efficient and used by people in like daily activity. I think there's some in Hong Kong. So um, sounds and, like a gondola lobby representative over here. And <laughs> apparently, some of them do not have air conditioning in in areas like not dissimilar from Orlando's climates. But that said. You go to Orlando, everything is air conditioning. Your brain kind of recalibrates to that. So then to get into a mode of transit without air conditioning, well, I don't know. I'll Look, I'll, I will try it. Mm-hmm. I will do it because we have to do it. We're theme park journalists, but I am weary, uh, wary of it. Uh, I don't like the dangling for that long also. It feels like it's going to be up there for like 45 minutes it feels yeah. like let's just take the fucking bus or let's just like let's walk like it'll be fast like i don't know maybe it will be fast maybe i'm i'm totally wrong yeah but, but keep in mind you know uh nemo's on the outside so i do that, that's like fun that there's well, a painting of a character that you can't see his I like, uh, I like journey that. and transits were so smooth. So uh, <laughs> what a smooth journey he had. Uh, to bring it back to to the original monorail, Disney mm-hmm. monorail, uh, I has the Anaheim one ever been air conditioned? I think it's always had just windows. Just right? windows cracked? Just windows cracked. It it's, doesn't feel like hot to me. It doesn't. I think it's more because of our kind of temperate climate in Southern California mm. gets away with it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's right. But I was a they little feel surprised. Like airy. I don't know. I'm, I'm not uncomfortable in that thing. But then you're not in it for that long. Right. That's true. Maybe you'd notice. Neither side of that path is super long. Yeah. Uh, but some of them are... We're on that monorail and thinking like the clearings on this thing are not a lot. Oh yeah, There's certain points of it where you feel like if you if you stuck your hand through that open crack that's right there that you could, could just lose it. do. Yeah, you could like you know scrape your arm against the monorail or against the Matterhorn and it snaps clean off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, yeah, the clearings are very slight. Although I've read that they um, they do do landscaping for like trees and brush around the monorail path. They like have mm. it calculative like all right we have to cut it here this is the farthest someone could reach out a window sure okay to like grab a branch or something okay um well it would still just in case uh nobody uh stick your arms out of the thing yes now that said there may be clearings you know pre x that may be grandfathered in from like 
be building codes. I oh, could grab when something. When the 50s were a little shit. Hmm. Yeah. Give it a try sometime. I could, gra- yeah, I could grab, grab something. Some. There's, a, there's a couple places in the park which I think I can like grab stuff. And I think I've mentioned this before. The guy grabbed, when we were on the Indiana Jones ride, just a guy in the front grabbed the rope. God. And I was like, "What? that shouldn't be possible. I thought <laughs> yeah. they tested for this, so you couldn't know he grabbed it. He like had a good hold on it. And I was like, you're going to pull the robot down. If Or what if the other way, what if he actually got hold of it, got out of the car, <laughs> and the next car that showed up, there's Indy and then another guy and a buddy. behind. Yeah. <laughs> That's Indy fun, though. And his friend. <laughs> and then he, he, must, joined... he must be from part four. I don't recognize him. What is that, adult Mutt Williams? <laughs> it's adult Mutt Williams. <laughs> And he just drops in that car and gets out of there. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> See you guys. And they're like, wow, that's a, that's the most like active, realistic robot I've ever seen. That would be great. Uh, it. You know what? I wait. We're talking about monorail safety. I have with me. Oh yeah, my toy monorail, and I can. I'll hey. I'll let the monorail speak for itself. Please stay clear of the doors. On behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, welcome to the Magic Kingdom. Okay, so that's though it. Okay, so that's the. Uh, oh. Hold on to the handrail. Okay, that. Uh, all right, that is the last one. Uh, uh, those those pauses are uh, super long. But as uh, uh, I do have, I do have a toy monorail. I was so happy to bring this back with me from Disney World like a decade ago, and I love that it is a toy that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline says dry legalese that <laughs> sure <year>. it does <laughs> not have though permanent permanent yeah you know that's the big oversight yeah yeah that that actually is kind of a yeah that is such a spanish language big part of my vacations as a kid as we used to say that in the span yeah. spanish yeah me too the jack I, wagner it, narration that, the does, voice maybe that's why it's it a, stands out it is like the the obvious like Stuffy old white guy saying a Spanish phrase. Yeah. And, yeah. He's been replaced a couple times now. Mm-hmm. Well, they, mm-hmm. they usually sound similar. I think they still have the Jack Wagner say like part of it. Mm-hmm. That started to get a little weird reading about like, and then this person took over and then this person started doing the spiel. I'm like, all right, this is too deep. Even for me, I can't track all these voice actors. A lot of things. Yeah, I, I, I had that in my research too. I also found like I don't like my level of caring about the different marks was not what it uh, probably should be as the host of a theme park podcast. I started going, so what's the difference between Mark IV and Mark V mm. monorail? I don't... Uh, look, if you're listening and you care about this more, well, I mean, I wrote down things about the marks. I just don't uh, I don't care that much. I, I think it's hard to distinguish, uh, like... Uh, Generation by generation, but big picture, I think something interesting begins to appear. Okay, Um, sure. 
Hey guys, Michael here. I just want to tell you a little bit about a company called Away that makes some really great suitcases. Away uses high quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. You can choose from a variety of colors and four sizes. The carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large. That's for extended stays. Some key design features of the suitcases. They're all made with premium German polycarbonate, unrivaled in strength and impact resistant. It's also very lightweight, which means that I can carry it. The interior features a patent-pending compression system, helpful for overpackers. It's got four 360-degree spinner wheels, guaranteeing a smooth ride. It has TSA-approved combination locks built into the tops of all the bags to prevent theft. It's got a removable, washable laundry bag that keeps dirty clothes separate from clean, which is great because I just usually use a plastic bag. Both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge of the Away carry-on will charge your iPhone five times. It's got a lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, they will fix or replace it for you for life. It's got a 100-day trial. You live with it, vibe with it, travel with it, Instagram it. If at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. It's got free shipping on all away orders within the lower 48 states. All the carry-on sizes are compliant with all major U.S. airlines while maximizing the amount you can pack. And if you're in town, please be sure to visit Away at their retail store in New York City. Now, folks, I use my iPhone a ton. An Apple employee once told me I use it twice the amount of a normal human, so I constantly need to charge. These suitcases charge for you. It's crazy. You don't need to go to some plug. You don't need to go to some fancy lounge where they have all these plugs and champagne waiting for you. No. You charge your iPhone right at the suitcase wherever you are. It's great. So here's the thing. We got a special offer for all you listeners. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash theme park and use promo code theme park during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash theme park and use promo code theme park during checkout. You will be glad you did, especially if you use your phone a lot like me, Michael. Going back to the very beginning, it was yes. originally called the Disney Alweg mon- uh, monorail. Yeah. Alweg uh, was a company that sort of like ha- d- designed the basics of it, and then mm-hmm. Disney sort of like customized it from there. Well, the story there, if you wonder what that phrase Alweg is, it is a shortening of the, the name of a Swedish entrepreneur named Axel Winner Grin. <laughs> So Alweg is a weird, almost Disney-esque. There's a lot of those weird, like, Mapo. Like, it, there was a, yeah. a it was for, like, what is Mapo? It's like part of, it was part of Imagineering, and it's short for Mary Poppins. So some, like, functional engineering wing of Imagineering was called Mapo, which is nonsense, the just mm-hmm. shortening of Mary Poppins. Uh, it, was, it was, like, the, the actual fabrication uh, division oh, okay. of Imagineering. Did Mapo and... work on the Alweg? Uh... <laughs> No. <laughs> no, I think the later ones, the later ones when like Disney was designing it. And okay. then eventually when it got to a certain point, they outsourced it a little Okay, sure. More. So so Alway, so there's this weird like some there's some conjecture that this is like a kind of uh you know, made up because it's cute kind of story. But the but Walt's fascination with monorails supposedly began when he was in Germany, or he actually, I think he was leaving, or maybe this was Sweden, he was leaving the set of uh, Third Man on the Mountain, which is the movie Mm. that inspired the Matterhorn, and where he left that, or he was on the set, and he sent home a postcard and said, of the Matterhorn, and said, 
make me this. Uh, uh, so he's riding high with Matterhorn ideas already, and he's leaving with his wife. And he like he's driving along the countryside, and then sees a beam monorail, and is fascinated by I- it. Lights up, uh, and he follows it until he can see the name on it. And the name is Alweg. And he writes that down and says, when I get... Or maybe he he maybe have just, he, like, just went to the building right then and there. That's what... Okay, so the version I read is that they were on a... Him and his wife were in Germany on a suspended monorail. One that has the track on the top and the monorail is suspended. And it was shaking a lot. And making her dizzy. And making, yes, uh, Lillian dizzy. Lillian Disney. Uh, Lillian Disney dizzy. Uh <laughs> Uh, and she supposedly she said this would be nice if it didn't shake so much. And they were driving, and then they saw that the the ver, like more of a version that you know of uh, the monorail, the beamed monorail. And then which Walt he was not aware of existing in the world. Was then supposedly Walt was like, "Take me to the office," and he spoke with the engineers and people there, and that's when it starts. Huh. And yeah, that's the company. Yeah. But then they like were working with the company. And something like fell apart, and then they were like, "We'll just build it ourselves." So they just yeah. Walt Disney. So they had to know. have the name. It's it was a legal. There was, there was a, a legal situation thing. that they had to use the name. The guy's name is also like Alweg is just the first letter of each of his like or part. Yeah, Axel yeah. Winner. It's A L. It's the first and then the last, and then the, it's very confusing yeah. how he got to Alweg. By the way, Axel Winner Axel Wintergren popularized the domestic vacuum cleaner. He thought hmm. that uh, he he was the one who believed that industrial vacuums could be adapted and simplified to work in the home. So you having oh. a vacuum cleaner in your home is ultimately due to Axel Winter Gren. The other thing about him is that it is rumored that the actress Greta Garbo was working as a spy to spy oh, on him. Oh, really? Because he was friends with Herman Goring who is a major Nazi major party Nazi official. Whoa, wow. I didn't know it was this guy, this uh, monorail man. Yeah, Greta Garbo is a spy wow. spying on the monorail man, I wow. guess. That's incredible. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Well, do you know about our local connection to uh, the man? I don't. Uh, Alweg proposed a Los Angeles monorail, a system for Los Angeles in oh, the yeah. 60s, and they were going to take, apparently they were going to take the financial risk for building it mm-hmm. uh and then it of course the project just fell apart a big proponent of the project the sci-fi novel uh, author ray bradbury oh yeah a uh, very uh friend of disneyland ray bradbury and apparently held on to that grudge because when la finally did build the red line did build a subway he was pissed he's like 20 years ago we had a we almost had a monorail. Yeah, he said he wished it when they asked what he thought. He's like, I want to go. What I think is we should go back in time and take Alweg's offer. And we didn't yeah. just have a monorail. And his point was that uh, subways are for kind of like cold, dark places. It's like to provide a little bit of like warmth and light in a city like a, like a Moscow or Toronto that's snowy a lot. So why would you have claustrophobic no sunlight transit in a sun always sunny city like uh, sure. la uh was, so yeah we should have that's true so Owlweg was like a musk an elon musk of his day <laughs> <laughs> except maybe he built more things yeah he's he, he yeah. smoked that big worked. old jays too yeah also has uh <laughs> ties to a 
uh, question, questionable upbringing and political. Mm, okay. Part. <laughs> when you were, if you were raised in the mid 20th century, uh, uh, white with money in South Africa, you're going to come out a little weird. Uh, sure. <laughs> Would Owlweg have loved Rick and Morty memes, though? <laughs> oh, boy. I think yes. I My think, answer is yes. I think yes. His, yeah. Uh, uh, I, in his memoirs, he spoke of a fondness for all things dank. Yeah, <laughs> I would um, love dang memes. <laughs> uh, I found the so the the official uh, designator for the Disneyland monorail, the first daily operating monorail in the United States and the Western hem- Hemisphere. Wow! So, jeez. Hmm. Um, now so, and, and it's and you know I think it was like uh, uh, also clearly important to Walt Disney because if you follow the you know clearly what he started getting into beyond like from the success of Disneyland and beyond he started dreaming of utopias and making like making life cleaner and society cleaner and transit cleaner and and which culminates in the the dream of epcot when it was an actual city and community as opposed to the theme park it became so to be able to show off this cutting edge technology show how clean and efficient it was and say you, you everyone could have this if you talk to your local governments and uh and it uh, didn't really happen it did a couple places I... at monorails but not uh not not so much. Not, not super it, it kind of lined up with the rise of driving culture and car culture in America. But even then, and and this is a, a thing I'm very excited to talk about, the grand opening footage mm. of uh, the Disneyland monorail. Even back then, in 1959, there's footage of gridlock. There's roads of like, you know, cars. How do we alleviate all this gridlock with these cars? Well, the Mr. Disney may have found the solution. Does that mean that you saw the same video that I did where they illustrate traffic by they're showing a lot of overhead traffic and then cutting to like sheep all packed together and cows and animals all like screaming and then cutting back to people honking and then back to animals they're doing like a like crazy old like manipulative editing style to show like this is you you're a cow or a sheep stuck in a herd unless you get a monorail i think i saw some of that i think i just kept seeing so much stock footage of cars i was like let's just get Mm -hmm. to the fucking part oh you might have skipped it i jumped to the nixons it got Uh, great it became like a weird like exploitative documentary like 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 propaganda uh uh wow yeah yeah you're sheep you stuck in your cars but with a monorail you're free you're free range now that's very funny because then with the other hand they also had attractions sponsored to you brought to you by the automotive industry Mm -hmm. (laughs) sure so uh buy it but also feel bad about it and try to get one of these Mm-hmm. Um, and indoctrinating kids via the Autopia to want to drive cars, and specifically the loudest, smelliest cars yeah, the loudest, ever to exist. Cars. And you love that smell, right? You said, Jason? Did I say I love it? I, you said I you think liked I, it, right? I, I, I don't think I mind the smell of gasoline. I think, uh, is what I'll say on the smell of gasoline, I like the smell when you're pumping gas okay. It's yeah. kind of pleasant, but not the smell of Autopia. That's very unpleasant. I mean, I think Autopia should be like first on the chopping block. Sure. I mean, I think we've talked about that. But before. I'm talking about the smell of Autopia. It's uh, bad. Yeah. Yeah? It's don't, de- right? oh, yeah, it's definitely worse than like a regular But you gas said station. you liked it. Uh, Probably just from like the association of like memory. Like, I mean, I don't mm. love the smell of chlorine and pools but it certainly reminds me of like I, I leisure like and time chlorine. with my family 
Well, chlorine feels very like the theme park. So yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the E.T. water smell. Yeah. And so I can a, deal with It's this. a much more pleasant smell than the Autopia. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. I think this is a classic Carlson. You notched it in. Jason might have said, I don't mind the smell. And in the intervening months, it became, J- you know, Jason loves the smell. Maybe. <laughs> I swear you said I like it, though. I... Yeah, I mean, it's possible I'm wrong. I mean, it's possible I did. I don't think I, like, said I liked it in the way that, like, I said I like Jack-Jack's cookie num-nums. Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't say you no, like man, it more than you a cookie. Go, you go huff gas and then load up on num-nums all day. <laughs> You're a freak like Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just have you a little... tranked up and <laughs> you have a tank go num-num full... all day. You have a tank full of... Uh, uh, fumes from Autopia that yeah. you huff. Use the, yeah. the fumes make my head numb numb and then I go <laughs> eat num nums. Fuck Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Autopia gas smell. <laughs> You're out of control, Jason. You're uh, scaring me. <laughs> Folks, Mike here. I'm interrupting for just a quick second to tell you about a clothing company called Everlane. They make clothes that I am wearing right now. So folks, Everlane only makes premium essentials. They use the finest materials and they don't have those traditional markups. And they tell you what the real cost of the clothes are so you know you're never overpaying. Now, Everlane wants you to know what you're paying for and why. They are radically transparent about every step in their process, from the materials they use to the ethical factories they work with. Because Everlane sells directly to you, their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. Everlane's clothes look better, cost less, and last longer. Essentials like their Cotton Crew tea are exactly what they should be. Simple, stylish, and made from quality materials. I have a few of them. I love the Crew sweatshirt. I love the Nylon Weekender bag. I just took it for a Thanksgiving trip. I was really enjoying it. So, folks, this is good stuff. This is clothes that Michael has used. Yeah, that's very important. Now, Everlane's Timeless Essentials are just what you're looking for. There's no frills, just quality. And right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash theme park. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com slash theme park. Everlane.com slash theme park. I am wearing the clothes, folks. I like them a lot. Um, uh, well, let's talk. Let's talk so about the, that opening because I know opening. what you're heading for. I know yeah. what happened yeah, when yeah. the monorail opens. The the grand opening attended by by so many stars of stage and scream. I mean, the broadcast had uh i figured i kind of reverse engineered that i believe it was art art link ladder doing mm-hmm. like commentary and then cutting the ribbons while you had uncle walt with him the vice president at the time and local orange county uh resident richard nixon yeah his lovely wife pat and then okay so here's the setup for this so walt does this big spiel about like we're happy to have the vice president here today blah 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 and he says this is the part because I always knew the thing about the ro- the ribbon not cutting right. Watching the footage, I had never seen this before, and two really weird moments. One, Walt says he's joined by his uh, lovely wife today, Pat, and his daughters. And this is how he says it: Julia and Patricia. Like he says, what? Julia and Patricia in the weirdest. As if they're foreign names. As if he like got tongue tied and tried to catch himself. He goes, Julia and Patricia, and I'm like, what the, f- what the hell? And I had to go back, and yeah, that's the way it sounded. And then it also gets weird 
because then he turns and he's like, and now to turn over to the vice president, Mr. Nixon. And then Mr. Richard Nixon. <laughs> Mr. Nixon. And then something, and it's hard to tell from like old kinescope footage or whatever. One of the, I don't know if it's Walt or Nixon uh, says vice president. Oh, yes, yes. And I, I could not figure out whether Walt caught himself and he was like, oh, I shouldn't call him Mr. Mm. Uh, Nixon, I should call him vice president. Or if Richard Nixon, one of the most petty men to ever lived, went, actually, vice president. It's vice president. But mm. He, mm. he says, Julia and Patricia, Mr. Nixon, v- vice president. And then Nixon stand, steps up and start talking. Okay. Mm. This is very this is very strange. Well, and then they forgot that he was the vice president altogether because... He got on board the monorail and did a pass, and and, uh, and Imagineering uh, veteran and still with us, Bob Gurr, wh- who built the monorail or was a primary figure in building it, was at the helm himself, driving it around. It was this it was the original monorail had this big bubble, so he's standing mm-hmm. up and piloting this bubble car around. <laughs> he does the pass with Walt and uh, Nixon and his family in the car pulls back around and realizes, oh, we left without the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. So I had been driving around an unsecure vice president without realizing it. Wow. Or as Bob Gerr puts it, I kidnapped the vice president. And he says that, I think he tells the story, Bob Gerr tells the story of like Nixon laughing and Nixon like calling the Secret Service incompetent. Like Nick, <laughs> really? Nixon, like making goofing on his Secret Service <laughs> while they're going around, like they can't get anything right or whatever. That's extra funny because you know all of them were drunk. <laughs> Everyone was just dragged like a fish back then. Of course, yeah. probably the most you know notable anecdote from this, and you can see this right after the weird pronunciations and weird <laughs> mysterious utterance of Vice President is Walt pulls out a giant pair of scissors. The girls oh, are yeah. going to cut the ribbon. The ribbon does not cut. Everyone has a laugh. Walt ends up just ripping it himself. Okay. Um, Ribbons are hard. It's like guarantee. It's like they're trying to doom anything with a ribbon cutting. Because it's like the most, it looks like the most easy thing to mess up and possible. He, and he's like giant scissors too. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that's, if he just had regular scissors, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But he has to go and make a big show of it because it's the Disneyland monorail. And that's, I think, really what screwed him. Just use regular scissors. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. The, oh, but, you know, by the way, also uh, Richard Nixon, the, the sitting president for the opening of the Hall of Presidents. He was the mm. first, the first in the series of presidents who were like currently president right. to have a robot built of them. Wow. And Walt would have loved that because Walt loved Nixon. <laughs> Walt loved Nixon. Nixon yeah. and Disney go together so much. Like, yeah, there's so many ties. So we've said another before, Orange County weirdo. Another Orange County weirdo. <laughs> Nixon, as we've Nixon gave his "I am not a crook" speech in the basement of the Contemporary Hotel in yeah. Florida. Of course, yeah. years after Walt's death. Mm-hmm. It's like there's just constant Nixon in the timeline there's, there's of Disney. There's also footage. Actually, when I was trying to find footage of uh, George Bush at Disneyland, there's there's a YouTube video that compiles the sitting president's appearances at uh, at, at Disneyland or at Disney World rather. And there is footage way later in the 70s. I don't know if pre or if during or post presidency of Nixon getting out of the monorail and looking real, you know, <laughs> just like sour, and then like 
suddenly lighting up for camera. All right, are we doing this? Mm. But like right before he turns it on, he looks so dead inside. Sure. Yeah. If you can imagine that. I can believe it. Um the uh I want to someday we'll get the iTunes review. Enough Nixon bashing already. <laughs> I what did he ever do to you? He's a great man. <laughs> we apologize to Nixon. No, I, I'm so I'm not I'm knocking him down one star. Yeah. <laughs> uh the story with Nixon uh and the original Disneyland Monorail is interesting to me because it's the the day that Nixon rides it is the day after the first successful test happens, supposedly. Like, wow. Of the monorail in general? Yeah, they had like a lot. I, th- I believe I have this right. They had many tests leading up to that. You know, things would fall off. Things would catch fire. <laughs> things would not make it around. And I believe the day before Nixon gets on is the first day that the thing makes it like it's on its path whoa that's amazing to change to change like uh, to show you how much stuff has changed obviously now there's a you have to test something ten thousand times something crazy i don't know the number but like Mm. before they put a human being on it now think about a day before is the first time this thing's actually worked and not caught fire and you're putting the vice president vice president his family and the head of your company all on this thing (laughs) and not the secret service uh wow it's crazy a premonition of things to come disney early adopters at shit falling off monorails too yes (laughs) it's been part of the monorail story from the beginning it's a rich tradition of shit falling off of the monorail (laughs) if there'd been some weird like electrical fuck up and like a flame hit nixon straight in the face right before they got back and then the doors open and like a ghost rider flaming head nixon starts wandering around the station oh that's great oh kill me (laughs) or like this feels right i like this you cannot kill that which has always been dead i'm more powerful than you could possibly imagine He stays ignited. Yeah. Everything else still happens. He becomes right. president in the 60s, but he's got a flame head. Yeah. I don't think he resigns if he's got a flame head. I think oh, everything no. goes much better, and he does He does his full eight years. He does the Frost Nixon interview, and he's just like, how'd you get that cool flame head? The notable... Go- yeah, the- I'm the spirit of vengeance. Yeah, the Ghost Riders, Danny Ketch, Johnny Blaze, Richard Nixon. Oh, man. Um, oh, I wish. Uh, uh, Bob Gurr fucked up. He didn't cause that flame head to happen. Damn it. Uh, what uh, could have been? Someone draw that. <laughs> the... Um, oh. So uh, another from the op- that opening footage that we're talking about, uh, Art Linklater's commentary, uh, he name checks a couple. It's like there's lots of luminaries here. Uh, specifically, Fred McMurray was also yes. on that car that mm. uh, from My the Three nutty, Sons. Not, I was going to say the nutty professor. Oh, the nutty the professor. The absent No, he was, yeah. yeah. Oh, the I absent. Mean. Okay. Yes. Um, and then Art Linklater. The reason I figured it out, it was Art Linklater. He's like, there's my family, Mrs. Linklater, and uh, the rest of my family, including. He literally says, including my big son, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just got so delighted at imagining Art Linklater's large boy, his large son Robert, Robert Linklater. Linklater, daddy's little fatty, my <laughs> uh, big son. Are they in the video? I can't remember because I, I watched this a little while. Are they? Is his last name Linklater? Is his last name Linklater? Linklater. Or do they call because because Richard Linklater is the director? I just can't remember. But I believe they're spelled the same Art way. Link le- letter. Art Linkletter. Link, le- link letter is spelled with L-E-T-T-E-R. So it's letter. Oh, so it is it's Link Letter. Art Link okay. Letter. Link Ladder is a director. You're thinking of Richard. I yeah, think. okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, great. Clarified. Uh, um, for any future references to, well, when we cover the opening day special in the, you know, minute by minute for uh, uh, 10 weeks in a row. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are we going to get out of Disneyland even in this episode? With the monorail? <laughs> With the monorail. Hi, let's gun it. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. The monorail is one that. of the fastest rides anywhere. You know, that's a fact that I... I remember hearing in one of these, like, I think it was the show Disney World Inside Out, the weekly Disney World commercial that I watched uh, as a child and was my favorite show on the Disney yeah. Channel. Just, this is why I was like, I'm a, I'm a walking example of brainwashing. They showed me ads every single week, and now I'm like this. Now I talk about them, I do free promotion for Disney yep, <laughs> every single week. Uh, uh, but I, I do remember, like, they did, like, a little, like, uh, before the break, like, what what is the fastest ride in Disney World? And they're like, you know, tipping it by showing you quick clips of Big Thunder and Space Mountain. And you're like, oh, for sure it's Space Mountain. But in fact, it's the monorail hmm. um, because it is a real piece of trans. But even then, the monorail only goes like 35, 35. 40. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, I don't think that must not be true anymore. What would the, the my dreaded launches? Oh yeah, uh, rock and roller coaster has to go fast. That's gotta. Yeah, yeah. You would you would think. For sure. Though I've been doing it, man. I, I'm I've I, now I'm into Incredicoaster. It's Ooh, all happening. Wow. But I gotta go to Disney World to actually because there's a lot more launches uh, down there. So that'll be my proving ground. Well, and there's some very interesting innovations coming down the pipeline uh, that may be testing you. But we'll get to that. On, on a different episode. episode. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, so uh, another notable thing about the, the monorail in Disneyland, the monorail, Matterhorn, mm-hmm. and is the Submarine one, Submarines, the original e-tickets, the original e-ticket oh, attraction. Mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, yeah, the books literally only went up uh, through D. There was no e-ticket. So and and that they all opened on the same day on the same and, day and imagine Disneyland without all of those things is like imagine there's nothing in any of that it's just like fields it's like daisies or something and then suddenly on the same day Matterhorn sub uh, submarines monorail and not just those not just the subs Matterhorn and monorail an expanded Autopia and a motorboat cruise so five attractions opened oh. in one day jeez essentially really? the equivalent of like more than Cars Land like. Yeah. opens in one day that's like probably the most like important expansion of of disneyland yeah, for sure. in a way because that it also gets you your first steel roller coaster the first roller coaster in general and uh and the first fake rocks yeah so this this is a mega event for sure for well me. even going out uh uh further the first expansion that Disneyland can expand and change and also that yeah. it's doing financially well enough to be capable of doing this. Good point, because in that first year, yeah, they, can bear, they can't think about They're just trying to think about staying afloat. Yeah. So the idea like, oh, we're, we're here, we're, we're doing fine, and we can even add big, expensive, experimental, potentially vice president murdering uh, <laughs> technology. Uh, uh, so the second we hear, let's, we'll keep moving to, to Disney World. I think we're going to get that. I feel okay, good about right. it. But the, uh, uh, so they, the, the, the first big expansion in the Mark II uh, was where it starts going to the Disneyland Hotel. They expanded out. Now it's 2.5 miles. And when they do that, it becomes the first monorail to cross a public street. Excitement. Wow. There's so many firsts in this episode. Also acting as an actual form of transportation, taking mm-hmm. you from one location to another location. Yes. Uh, now, how often do you guys 
use the monorail to get in and out very often? What's your uh, what's your relationship to the monorail in a functional capacity? At Disney, yeah, Disneyland specifically, uh, I feel like I go in, I go in phases, monorail phases. I feel like I'll use the entrance like a couple times in the, in a few months, and then I I don't think I've used it in about a year and a half. I would agree. Um, I wish I wish you could do. I mean, you used to be able to just buy a ticket and do a round trip and not even step foot in the parks. I wish you could do that. You <laughs> cannot do that anymore. You wish you could just get on you the monorail and go not to, go to Disneyland. Go down to Anaheim and buy a ticket and just not see it. Don't do any rides. Well, uh, no. I wish you could just take a grand circle tour like you can on the train less about buying the ticket uh but, would, but you're saying you would do that though i would do a round trip on the monorail leave tomorrowland come back to tomorrowland yeah you mean you can't do that anymore you can't do that anymore okay uh, oh, i feel like okay. i mostly you gotta get out when you get to the other side yes you have to get out uh, either way um but you I can just go like, around right or no you can't no, load you can't. it all in tomorrowland is that right what's yes that? you can you right? can get on What's confusing everyone? I just want to take the monorail from Tomorrowland, downtown Disney, stay on the monorail, go back to you, the, you have saying, to get you, off. Well, first, the, here's where the confusion first starts. Is You were saying you wish they still sold a ticket to let you do that. So it seemed like you were lamenting the oh, fact that you wish you could just go down Anaheim, buy a ticket, and have a seven-minute... 12 minute monorail ride yeah, and go I'd probably home. Do not that. go to Disneyland. That's what I was communicated that. to both On my people. Right, which seems possible sure. when yeah. you said it. We were laughing okay. about it, but it also seemed like uh, that's funny, but that is a little extreme. Okay. But you, we could see you doing that. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I could also see me doing that. Um, you, to answer your, your original question, uh, I feel like I mostly use it to get into the parks. If it, I left the park like in the afternoon, mm-hmm. like it's less crowded than going down Main Street. Or if at the I was there like later in the evening and I want to just get the fuck out of like I just want to get out of there. If you're leaving from uh, Tomorrowland and you don't and there's like fireworks or a parade going on the, oh, you don't yeah. want to like, walk through main street to get to the trams then it can be kind of Great. A, kind of a lifesaver yeah um but you know it can it can be a bummer get like to get into the park via the monorail good news you can like walk through that turnstile there that is you're technically in satellite disneyland and as i just learned you can start getting max passes if you have max pass mm-hmm. that monorail entrance counts so you can be not even in the park and start reserving stuff however that p- pathway in is so many weird loops around the autopia and the matterhorn and all that and it could take many many cars before you can even get on the thing so it's maybe not always the best way but to you- get into disneyland you could. This is the, maybe I was. This is the most proud I've ever been of Scott. As he texted uh, and he let us know because I didn't even think about this idea hack wise. Yeah. That you could start getting max passes not by going into the two main entrances of the Disney parks. You can go in the monorail, um, which then you could also just go through, go back out, go over to Trader Sam's, and have a couple drinks and just get rack max passes up the whole time. This is this is the hack, and I yeah, I'm finally we like I, I'm finally playing the hack game. Welcome you to just, hack culture. You, like it's <laughs> I'm Julian Assange now. Yeah. Uh, you what you go? <laughs> All right, easy easy on that. <laughs> no, I want to be him. That sounds cool. Um, you you I'm walk the, in. Does that make me like I'm the Assange of theme park hacks? So. All right, good. I'm happy with that. <laughs> well, the other day you were you were checking on our friend Andrew's oh, fast yeah. passes 
from here, from your apartment. From San Diego. From San Diego. Okay. I was in San Diego. Even further away. <laughs> You're on your app going, I see you're getting on Incredicoaster in 12 minutes. So what happened was, yeah, this this literally perfectly timed because Jason had texted me and he asked me for a photo, which was in my app because it was a photo pass. So I had gone in the app and I this always happens. I forget about this, is that if you're linked ticket-wise ticket wise to a friend or an annual, another annual pass, all their stuff will show up. So if you're, say you were with a couple friends and you all have it linked so you can get max passes at the same time, you're linked for a year for them or forever, unless you break the uh, annual pass cycle, I think. Mm -hmm. So I went into the app right before he was texting like a photo or two from Disney and I was trying to get the photo and I went, what the hell? I have a fast pass? Oh, wait a minute. He must be at the park. Andrew was at the park. So when he texted, I immediately was like, ha, enjoy your ride on whatever. And then Scott thought that was creepy, which I acknowledge it is. Um, but I had just seen it. So then he asked, uh, he wanted an Incredicoaster, but they didn't have they have Max Pass. They didn't have one. I go, I'm on it. <laughs> so in the app, I was able to get him an Incredicoaster Fast Pass, Max Pass. Uh, from San Diego remotely, essentially. Even though you were not, your ticket was not active. Right, but his was but activated. His was active. So I could have gotten him max passes all day. He was leaving, unfortunately, and I could not do that. But I got a, I got the thrill from remotely in San Diego. Yeah. And he's a very kind man who likes to help his friends out, and I felt like that was like a, a, a dad like letting his kid show like his like diving trick over and uh, over yes. like watch me dad watch what i can do uh-huh. oh, very good uh-huh. okay uh uh i he was humoring me but then he enjoyed <laughs> he it get on you got, yeah. on, the got him on the coaster I, I think it's a flex the kids call that flex <laughs> what, is, what does that mean more like, cool sh- terms like your your pose like you're you're like oh me getting max pat yeah, yeah well that's true i'm sure that's part of it for me i think we've got an ultimate patreon tier which maybe we can call the flex tier uh, I don't want to put a price on it, but th- I think this is premium. I think this is well, like a fifty dollars a month. But for this, and you, so okay, to kick it off, you would have to go to Disneyland with Mike, and then be- get linked with him forever. Well, and then can... Mike, from that here on out, will program your day of max passes <laughs> from they, his apartment. They can just send me a picture of the ticket, and I can I can just link it remotely. So then we're opening up potentially a world of pain <laughs> or pure pleasure for you yeah. to be able yeah. to was... program our fans days <laughs> at. I feel like you will is the perverse thing. I like I the think, idea of it. I, I think like the it. word that you mean to say is compulsions. I think you're opening up a world of compulsions. Yeah. I think you are simultaneously giving Mike a curse with this idea. Mm-hmm. But also he will feel the compulsion. To, he's like, well, I can. I I have the ability to check. I guess checking, I should. Yeah. You can yeah, it's check. Checking. Imagine the honor for the listeners of the show for you to do checking for them. For them, yeah. Remo- uh, this is we've I've talked. We've already brought Len up a few times. This is an idea actually. Len had mm-hmm. is that there would be a service that you would pay somebody to remotely check for you all day while you were at the park. You- so we're 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 now just te- we're just dipping our toe in the water and the idea of me checking for people you did offer because my mom and stepdad are currently in orlando uh they'll be gone by the time this airs so no one uh, can murder them um uh, uh <laughs> but no one can try and track down my family and murder them um, what do you think are, are of our fans what? somebody's uh, gonna try uh, to kill your parents no it's just like uh 
uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that they want. Okay. Holy shit, Jason. I, just law of I thought it was a funny line. Um, it is. Rule of averages. There's a murderer somewhere uh, in our audience space. Oh, yeah, sure. That's you know who true. you are. Thanks for listening, but yeah, don't so murder nice. anybody. Please don't murder Stop us. it. Uh, Stop it. Uh, you, you did offer, like, well, if they want to give me their Disney IDs, I could book some of their I absolutely uh, did. magic His band fans. Yeah, I would absolutely do that. And, then, and, and the thing was, I was like, oh, we might have to do it because my mom is not the most uh, tech savvy. Yeah. But honestly, she, she has not been in a long time. And she got right back into it. Like she jumped right on. She, Scott, the thing she's like, well, we've been here two days. Here's what we've done. It would have made your head spin. Like the number <laughs> of things that these a couple 60 year olds like knocked out in two wow, days. Wow. Although after three days, she's like, my legs are starting to hurt a little. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're, None of us are as young as we used to be, uh, and also, but you, also oh, we're getting you, up there, dear you mother. And, you and your mother are the same age. <laughs> you forgot to mention somehow. It's a rare mother son who um, born on the same day. Uh, uh, but also, if you just keep doing it, you work through the pain of it. This baby which is, is a having way. a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them speaking immediately. Oh my, I'm alive. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I have a more dulcet tone than that. Um, I can't speak to the accuracy of, uh, of that impression. Okay, that's fine. Uh, 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 yeah, where so, are we? We're way off monorails, oh, but this is delightful. the monorail? Yeah, I, I feel we like, were checking like and Mike. Max yeah, Pass and checking. Fast Passes. Oh, but I think we, you as the Assange of this, I think this is, you, you're, you'll be the, the head of Disney Leaks. Oh, yeah. with an I. That's true. And uh, you'll program people's. So you, you set the price. Maybe this is really premium. Maybe this costs $300 this a This might be a highly... In addition to paying Disney the $10 max pass fee. Because if I do it, I want to do it right. If, if the price is sort of low, I'm not saying I'm not going to do it, but I would like to give you the full premium checking experience. And that would take a lot of my time in a day. Maybe it's checky leaks. I think Checky that's the Leaks phrase. is good. <laughs> the three hundred dollars like tier, you get access to the Checky Leaks network. Uh huh. So I'm gonna have to. <laughs> we'll have to be on like a Discord. Oh, give, oh no, we're we'll giving have to be like, on like another a Discord, <laughs> a Discord channel where I'll have to be conferencing in and sort of seeing what people want, where they're at. And or there I'm will just... be just to be clear about the terms. There is no. There's no there's no tier of this podcast that would have less Scott Gardner involvement. Yes. I would I would ghost any responsibility for checky leaks. Right. Is uh, that <laughs> less? Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're roasty. We're roasting. We're roasting. We're all getting roasted today. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, we were really just informational for so much of the show. And then <laughs> it's way, just it's like, gonna be hard to get that's back. What Maybe we just if, end it sooner than later. If two, so we'll do the monorail again in four months. Yeah, uh, two months. Well, <laughs> I, I specific when we said all monorails for this episode, I, I tried not because I do. It, it's become a compulsion of mine to go like, well, how many episodes could that be? Like, could we just do the Disney? Could we just do the Disney World? And I'm realizing it's like, oh, divider. I should. I'm a topic uniter. You're yes, that's true. But then I'm like, but then oh, there will I be need topics to that'll up. come up, and you'll be like, we should do one on this. And I'm like, but this is tiny. 
So there's certain tiny ones you like. That's true. I can be, yeah. You it, go back I, and forth on I, tiny I can topics. be slanted in my amount of, of fractional. This is true. We're all, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I don't deny that my opinions uh, mm-hmm. factor into it. And that, yeah, if, say, doing three parts on Duffy came up, I would probably would say throw no. a stink. But there was one we're talking about doing where you're like, I think this could be a full episode. And I was like, but wait, you were <laughs> mad yesterday about doing multiples on... I don't. So it all well, depends. I, I can't deny. Uh, I can't deny hypocrisy. It all uh, depends. Times. I can't. Uh, so okay. So Michael, credit where it's due. We all have insane compulsions. <laughs> it's it's sure. not just we're you. all insane. Oh, I'm fine. Honestly, uh, goofing on me about checking, I love it. There's certainly topics I where too. I don't like being goofed on, but. Oh. Talking about how good I am at finding max passes, you're just getting me going, baby. Also, we've all benefited from your checking. Of course you have. This is true. Uh, My checking has brought nothing but joy to everyone around me. (laughs) Well, I... Nothing I would but double joy. Check that on Nothing I, but. Okay. I'll call her down here and make okay. her say it into the microphone. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> Nothing but this joy. This has been good. Tell them how much you like my checking. <laughs> There's two. We we may be going uh, on Tuesday with a friend of ours. Yes. Uh, and I think it'll be a full day. And I am getting ready. Because well, what I'm finding is that I'm not invited to this day. Jason says yes, and I have never heard of this. Oh yeah, well we just talked about it the uh, like the other day. Oh yeah. Well, well, well. It really is all coming out. So. You texted us from Universal the other day with uh, <laughs> with Bugsy. With Bugsy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, actually, you that made... was an accident. I didn't. We we were uh, uh, we were in the area, and I didn't realize he had a pass. Uh, uh, we had that was not a concerted visit. All right, uh, fine. We don't all have to go together. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm just uh, saying. That's true. I'm, yeah, I'm you even... guys go on Saturday all the time, and I am. Uh... You're left Not in the lurch. Not dishing out money for that this Saturday, although I probably will have to take out a bank loan when Star Wars <laughs> opens just to get any pass. Well, we're going to have to pay like the giant ticket fee to get yeah. for the one, like the party. That's the problem. They should offer oh. a they should they should offer like a Star Wars bank to bankroll people who think they can't afford it. And when like the guy comes out to negotiate the loan, he should be like a like a big weird well. Let's see how badly well, do you want to get in? It's Uncar Plutt. It's on car. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's car so you'll yeah. Look, yeah. you'll like sign a lease that he doesn't like, give you much time to read. Uncar Plutt makes it all very good. Well, come <laughs> on in, enjoy, and then you you're like in the tank to owe him like twenty thousand yeah, dollars. Like, it's like Scientology, basically, where they just make you indebted to them, and yeah. then you have to work at Star Wars Land for the rest of your life. Funny enough, Uncar Plutt, the Bob Hope of the Doughboy Show, comes up. Uh, Uncar Plutt. Because we're really, uh, really do you really consider him the Bob Hope other. in terms of how many appearances Uncar oh, Plot yeah. has made on, on oh, okay. that show? Uh-huh. Um, he, uh, that's but we're a really Johnny doing Carson a teasy, uh, teasy sort of uh, episode. Yeah, wow. like the voice. We really rolled. We not way. the first, but not the last Bob Hope mention on this episode either. Okay. Oh yeah. We if we get, well, just do the next one now. Here, let's right, keep moving. I don't do care about the marks. What does okay. everyone want to talk about? We don't have to talk about everything. The All marks. Right. I like the marks because it reminds me of Iron Man's armor. I <laughs> yeah. like it that it's Mark One, Mark Two, and that's what Iron Man's armor has. You know, the Mark One is the silver, bulky Iron Man armor, and then hmm. what's the new? What's Infinity Wars Mark? It's got to be like oh, God. a ton. It's like yeah, a hundred or something. Sure. I'm going to Google that. What's your favorite mark, everybody? 
Uh, I like the newest Mark. I think the newest Mark. Mark I do seven? too. Yeah. yeah. What is that Mark Seven? Uh, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. The current monorails you get on, it's kind of like a, it's sort of a retro vibe, uh, but without the, being so retro that it uh, blasts flame in people's faces and big chunks fall off. Yeah. Uh, it looks. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like the original ones, but like mixed with the kind of like molded plastic Star Warsy feel of uh, of the '80s ones. Um, yeah, and which then they don't have those in Florida, um, so I feel uh, lucky and special here in Disneyland to have this nice Mark Seven. So Marks one through three, five and seven are just Disneyland. Marks, huh, what would that be? Four and six are Disney World. It the makes fact more that it's sense. Roman numerals makes it even harder to remember. Yeah, my brain mm-hmm. does not. Retain. I made it numbers in my notes. Uh, mm. So it makes sense. That since the the Disneyland monorail has been operating since '59, they have more generations. That said, uh, again, coming up on 50 years in Disney World, they should also have more generations of monorail. They are on generation two in Florida. So, yeah. like my fondest monorail would probably be oh god, what is a six Mark six? Yeah, the current generation that's of Florida because that's what I rode in. When I was a kid, but they're the same goddamn monorails. Like they've rebuilt one or two, but not a lot of them. This is what happens when people I... protest any change at Disney World. Keep it like it is. It's perfect now. Well, that is what happened with the monorails. <laughs> and now there's big chunks hitting people in the head. There's got to be a way to, you know, make that not happen with the old ones, too. But I guess if they're just the way they're built, maybe it's just hard to maintain as they get older. Maybe you got to. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's it's also very expensive to buy a whole fleet of monorails. And there's like five companies in the world that can build it. That was the speculation because I think it was Bob. Was it Bob Gurr recently who said, oh, they've ordered a new fleet of monorails. Mm. But then the last company that built the monorails, uh, they they an order of that size has to be noted in public records and had not been noted yet. But then so people he- are speculating that like, oh, well, maybe this other company is building it. Siemens offered to build them a fleet for cheap or free, but it would have had to have been the Disney Siemens monorail. But they didn't want that? They didn't want it co-branded. Hmm. So it was Gurr full of it? <laughs> What? Do, why is Gert? So, he's like he's flexing. He's like acting like uh-huh. he knows stuff and doesn't know it. He's just trying to get publicity. It's Bob Gert publicity. <laughs> the, the Bob Gert feud <laughs> begins. Hey, let's let's keep talking about Disney World. We're kind of in it. I mean, that's what like I think it's exciting that like like what a cool like if if Disney World is this like gigantic exploded out version of Disneyland in general to now have. The monorail that just is like a cute little thing that makes two stops to have it now be like this primary transportation system. And I like I'm so happy as a kid getting on that monorail mm-hmm. oh, every yeah. time uh, uh, and the excitement of like the first arrival at Epcot, like t- the getting in that way. That's the only way to get to Epcot. Uh, uh, I feel there- you got to arrive in style. Yeah. And you see. Yes, I agree. I, I The. I'm trying to think because the Disney World is such a it's obviously such a giant place, but there's something special about it not being in the parks there. It's the ride that's outside of the parks. Mm-hmm. So it's your first taste of a ride. It looks like yes. Tomorrowland. It, it like there's something like you're getting you're doing a ride before the rides are here. And a free ride. 
it's free. Well, yeah. If you can but get a kid, into I wasn't the thinking. property, you can ride it for free. <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, well, hey, this is like a ride for free. Uh, I think that's what I that's what I got confused on early is, is I didn't contextualize like, yeah, it's the first ride you can go on. It's also a free ride. You could just ride it all day around mm-hmm. this massive property in Disney World. That's a feature I miss from Disneyland. It doesn't really make sense to do it in Disneyland. No. But I do feel nostalgic for it. Unless they were to roll it around all of Anaheim in some fun way. Which is if we ever got a different park, like if suddenly Anaheim Stadium becomes... Uh-huh. A park, or they build it like they build in some weird other zone. Maybe we do have monorails crisscross in the Anaheim streets. That would be cool. I mean, I think an interesting thing about the Disneyland one is how many times the track's been moved. It had to be moved when they built the show building for Indiana Jones, had to be moved. uh, uh, Actually, I don't think it got tweaked too much for California Adventure, but stuff got built around it and i do think it's a huge missed opportunity that there's no dca station or grand california station yeah true yeah like, yeah, yeah. built it a drives hotel right around there. like it's it's crazy to me and that that might actually justify some of the grand californian pricing nowadays if it was a monorail hotel yeah, yeah but it's weird because it's like well i guess yeah you go to disneyland but it's like the big thing with grand californian is you walk right into the park um yeah. Oh, that for for California Adventure. Yes, that is that was sort of the unique feature. I guess that was the trade off. Yeah. And now you have a quick line straight. No, but you could just quick cross still, the street yeah, to Disneyland. It would take you, longer to get there. Exactly. I guess. Like it. Like it would make more sense to have it in. It would make more sense geographically to put it in Paradise Pier, but it would make more sense since that's a little out of the way versus mm. Grand Californian. It would be cool if it went through it mm-hmm. and didn't stop. Yes. I'll say that. Yeah. Through it, what? Through the Grand Californian. If there was like a monorail, it, it shoots through. It does go through it. But like through a li- but I mean literally like th- into the like building. Like contemporary oh, like style. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. But which, didn't stop. Which, wait, we, and we haven't talked about that yet. Well, the, that's the big the, thing. The, well, the thrill, the joy of the Disney World monorail actually going through a building. Yes. That's right through that contemporary. Mm-hmm. And if you have the toy... Like I have, mm-hmm. and I have the toy contemporary as well. You can send that monorail shooting right through that contemporary, just like in real life. Delightful. Do you put it around your Christmas tree? Uh, I don't. I don't have enough room to. I was oh, really okay. ambitious when I bought. When I came home with the monorail toy, I also bought extra track. I'm like, I'm gonna need more track because this is gonna really like spread out. And I was like living in a house with other roommates i don't know where i thought i was gonna like t- i don't know what space i was gonna take over with a giant monorail it's track. like a goal thing it's like when you buy a shirt that's a little snug and you're like i'm gonna lose some weight so the shirt fits nicely yours mm-hmm. was i'm gonna buy extra track yeah yeah so do you still have the extra track I see, yeah i do one of these days one i'm gonna have days. the densest monorail now how much feet how many feet of track do you have you think uh well the feet number is not going to be impressive because you know it's you know six uh because it's small but like uh i don't know um maybe it's bigger than i don't know i I mean it's it's not a ton of extra track that's Um, still pretty good i mean i i only ask you about the christmas tree because there's a picture going around where someone instead of a train set around the bottom mm -hmm. of christmas tree has a monorail going around which i've seen before and i think looks very cute at christmas time yeah uh i would i would like that um yeah you're right goals monorail goals yeah. and then if, you, monorail could, goals. if you could build it up so it goes through the tree somehow around the tree and then down somehow 
True. I don't know how you do it, but yeah, yeah. that would be cool. Well, and you know what's something that I actually didn't know about my monorail until today is that, uh, you know, you there's a lid on the top so you can put the characters inside and there's little like pegs so you can make and there's like little versions of all of the of mickey and minnie and goofy all of the, the the main characters you could send them on a little monorail ride but what i didn't realize is that there's also little doors that open and close and they can stay open which means like Careful. the real <laughs> disney world monorail you can drive it around with the doors open so you could buy like a uh, max from goofy movie with like holding like if if they had a modern Max he, and he had an iPhone, mm-hmm. or you could even like make a little iPhone out of cardboard or plastic or something and put it in like it'd have to be microscopic the size of the characters. Yeah, and yes. like with the door open, record and the door <laughs> falling off. Oh, you can. Okay, so you you That's chose streetwise young youngster Max, yeah. to be documenting on social media. Uh, uh, the collapse of my monorail. <laughs> the only young person, modern young person, I feel like Disney has made, or I guess the the kid from Coco is is a modern young person, technically. Uh, Vanellope from uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. I would call Vanellope a fictional character, lives in a magical world. Uh, so where than... age doesn't... Uh, yeah, but he calls, well, she's a kid. Ralph calls her a kid. That's true, but she's a kid forever, presumably. Well, what about Hipster mm. Mickey? Who is always oh, on his hipster phone? Oh, Mickey! But Hipster Mickey's not going to narc on his own company. I don't know. Right? He's got a different tune. <laughs> he's got a different attitude you, than regular you think Mickey. He's like the Edward Snowden of. I don't. Hipster Mickey is like giving no. out leaks. Okay. <laughs> I think he just wanted to get more hits. He wanted to get more Instagram view, views, basically. So he's going to put the video up because it's going to get Instagram views. Oh, I see. He's just in it for the views and for the social media. So he's an influencer. He's a content He's creator. absolutely an influencer, yeah. I feel like we were so tangent prone. I think it's obvious we were wanting to like escape the monorail. We're talking about any, any, and everything, but which I'm loving all of it. I'm now. I'm just like I'm just getting down to like what are the basics. What do I what, what do I not want to miss uh, before well, we get out of here? So the monorail in Florida, of course, has three different lines. There's the mm-hmm. express line that goes right to the Magic Kingdom. There's mm-hmm. the right to the Magic Kingdom from the Ticket and Transportation Center, which used to be a a hub. I remember when we would stay place stay at some of the hotels in Disneyland. You used to have to get to the TTA to transfer for some locations. Now there's a <laughs> lot. The TTA. Uh, TTA. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Uh, T, it wasn't even the right thing. T ampersand ticket and transfer. <laughs> Fuck. TTC. TTA is, is what the um, people mover runs on. But the, the ticket and transportation we know center. What T and A is. Uh, used to, hey, save it for Universal. Okay. <laughs> it's um, rowdier over there. So the express line goes right to the Magic Kingdom from there. The resort line stops at the Magic Kingdom and the ticket and transportation center. But all the hotels along the route, the Polynesian, the Contemporary, the Grand Floridian. Grand Floridian added last to that line. Uh, and then there's the Epcot line that goes mm-hmm. from Ticket and Transportation Center. That is the main thing now that you have to transfer there for the Epcot line, and that goes straight to beautiful Epcot Center. Yeah, but before you land at the station, you get to do a big pass, though it doesn't stop inside the Epcot Park. You do get to do a big pass and weave in mm-hmm. and out and around some stuff, and that was open before Epcot opened. So the summer before, you could take the monorail down there 
go down to like a preview center and see it all still under construction with your own eyes, do a big pass. Uh, uh, my friend Dennis made a point of doing that as a kid. Like, yes, of course I'm taking out time to go see the like almost built Epcot mm-hmm. and go like watch a video about what it's going to be like. That's uh, like when I, w- there used to be an Islands of Adventure preview center in Universal Studios, Florida. And I, uh, I went there like, hey, can we go back? It's like, we were there this morning. And I'm like, yeah, but we only come here for a day. <laughs> but we, we have to see this because when the park opens, they'll close this. This is a unique attraction. Mm-hmm. You had that thought as a kid? As a kid, I knew this wouldn't be here forever because the park will be here. And I wanted to learn more about the park because at the time, I just kind of like uh, uh, marathoned everything in Florida because outside the magazines, like mm-hmm. magazines so, and TV specials, you didn't have as much. Could we do a full episode about preview centers or does each preview center require its own? Well, you know our answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking the boundaries. See, I this, this I think I'm going to walk the tight rope on because mm-hmm. I think it would be funny to do a series about preview centers, but... I don't think they're terribly well documented. Oh. Especially Universal. Hard Rock Park, surprisingly well documented. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one that's another preview center that is well documented is the Paris one, which was taken over by French street thugs <laughs> because it did stay open, but they gutted it and took everything out. But it was like became full of graffiti and uh, people were skating around and living there. <laughs> so lay, the plot of Les Mis happens to that <laughs> preview center. And uh, Disney Army came in and seized, mm-hmm. back, yeah. seized the land back. Uh, um let me say another thing about the Epcot one. I mean, I'm curious. To, I, yeah, I should throw out to you guys other your other favorite, like monorail, your favorite monorail stop. But for me, obviously, it is that Epcot one. That pl- that place is such '80s sex. I love it so much. It is so the horniest thing blocky. you've ever said on the show is <laughs> the a, word certainly sex. about the monorail at Epcot. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. I'm I, texting Aaron to start the work on the such eighty sex T-shirt uh, <laughs> done in so that each letter has like the triangles of Spaceship Earth oh, embedded yeah. on it. Oh, you know, yeah. it. yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, no, I'm no, I'm. Hey, look, I'm I'm into that stuff. Hey, I like Clearly it. Clearly, on a deeper Let's level. Let's make the show hornier. Is what I say. <laughs> No, I am. Th- I'm weird. Like uh, 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 t- our our friend Doug Jones and guest on the show put out a new mix where he had a lot of clips uh, of old commercials for Seven Up uh, made by an '80s graphic designer named Robert Abel, and we watched it last night. Uh, uh, and like during some of these, Aaron and I are both like. Oh God! Like some of these, like some sure. of the neon in this stuff really does look. I don't know. Uh, uh, no, I'm putting myself it. out there hey, too much. I get it. No, no, I'm, I'm always horny on, on Mike, my man. No worries. I'm on board. Yeah. Someone for you, else it's can num- take num- the torch. And for me, it's neon. Um, <laughs> Doug, we, we all I, got our thing. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I don't know when this will come up again. Doug Jones just texted me out of the blue. Pizza Rizzo is good. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, huh? and I'm like, oh, I just thought it was like kind of sparse of like, he goes, no, there's tons of Muppet details. And he like shows me like uh, pictures of like uh, just a very like small, I don't know what you'd call it, like a, a bulletin board of some kind with like some vague Muppet references. <laughs> and but he's like, it's good. And the food is good. That's what I was going to ask. What's, what's, phrase, wait, what's, what's, food what's Pizza Rizzo for it's, just for? It's in uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios and it's like supposedly a Muppet themed pizzeria. But you walk in there and there's barely anything that 
would let you know that it was Muppets. Starting the Doug fight again. And uh, so I'm not even upset. About, I'm just I just think it's funny because I must have said I must have trashed it on an episode. And Doug like that stuck in his head. And he was like, I'm going to tell him it's wrong. Well, like, we'll hammer yeah. all this out on the Great Pizza Rib- Rizzo with Doug debates, Jones, a three-part series <laughs> <laughs> with Doug. With Doug, yes. Uh, uh, there will be an episode for the the prosecution, an episode for the defense, and yes. then one that is the arguments. I guess then closing arguments will have to be their own thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, so we're we're getting into five. We'll have to find a judge, though, an uh, impartial judge. Uh-huh. <laughs> to answer your question, I think um, for me. Uh, I agree. Uh, yeah, getting off that Epcot station is great. Of mm-hmm. course, the contemporary uh, is great. But like the Polynesian walking out of this like kind of cold, yeah. futuristic, uh, uh, very well air conditioned or it used to be. Seems like it breaks a lot. The air conditioning and the monorail. Um, the the contrast of that from that futury mode of transit into this like lush tropical paradise like I always even right. as a kid I was like this is awesome let's this rank let's rank the stops ooh and personal this is just personal like because I, I, I think if you if you're going like overall iconic it's contemporary number one yeah but personally unique, uh, yeah. personally I also go Polynesian we stayed there a lot as a kid. There was something very fun about coming out the doors to the top and getting on that monorail. It felt like you were leaving. Like it felt like a real jarring transition from like a futuristic thing to the like fun Polynesian mm-hmm. vibe Just to it. Just get Epcot in the top three, and I'll I'll shut up. I think uh, Epcot I is think three. Number three. I but think it's number three. Credit to the Magic Kingdom. A lot of wrought iron, turn of the set, like Victorian architectural style to complement the Kingdom Street better aesthetic. Than, like, Blade Runner, RoboCop, <laughs> Boxy Slants. Uh, uh, I will not have Rot Iron defeat Boxy Slants. Uh, yeah, Magic Kingdom is not. A, it, that's four. Damn right. That's four for I sure. Guess that's then four. it's Floridian. I, then it's the Ticket and Transportation Center. Yeah, TTC. TATC. Is that what we were? TATC? Yeah, that's it. That's probably it. And you have to say it. <laughs> throwing your wrist back I'm, and with, a like, very with your voice yeah. going up. T A T C. That's how we say it. Current current Disneyland ones. I two way tie for last for me. Uh, in terms of aesthetic, I mean, yeah, I, they aren't so good. I agree. Over Tomorrowland, and I guess to bring it back to Disneyland before we then spend twenty minutes just clowning on Florida's catastrophes. Um, I am so disappointed that I never got to see the monorail cafe the restaurant that used to be on the ground floor of the monorail station like yeah. this the robot kind of diner the verdict online seems to be the best milkshakes in anaheim at this it was just basically kind of like a 50s style diner with like sandwiches and stuff and that's got that's cool, got some boxy 80s i, I like uh, the, the architecture of that i dig this um boomerang sort of looky 50s design my grandmother had that on like her it's like kooky throwback nickelodeon nick at night like yeah. the way that, like 50s equals weird shapes and things wiggling around there was a, yeah. yeah there's a cool aesthetic to the monorail cafe but it had to go when downtown disney opens um, but that was a that was a thing that was open from like fifty five on. It was just called the coffee shop, and then it became the Monorail Cafe way later into the yeah. runs. That was that's an it's an old establishment. It stuck around, yeah, stuck around for a long time. I think the history of the Disneyland Hotel is fascinating because I I was wondering reading this because you always see the signs that say like over thirty shops and restaurants, and I'm like, where did they put them all? 
And mm. it, the answer is they essentially built a mall that they then bulldozed to build downtown Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot in there. And just like not even like Disney-ish, just like some dress shop, a watch store, and they weren't magical in any way. Yeah. It was just like a boring office building it, mall. It, it was like... um very much like the early days of the contemporary, also very interesting uh, in terms of changing tastes because there was all sorts of like, this is a resort, buy your resort where, and here's the counter where you order a box of citrus to ship home to your family. <laughs> that used to be such a novel thing before refrigeration uh, really was the as good as it is now. It was like, oh yeah, it's a fresh, really fresh citrus at times of year where citrus was not in season like that was a great gift for someone to bring back and you are upset that you can no longer go down anaheim and ship citrus uh orlando i mean oh sorry uh are you upset about that uh i i think that would be cool did you guys get oranges in your stockings growing up uh we got tangerines tangerines yeah so that's that's a lingering wait what Tangerines Tangerine. is yep. in a stocking? Yeah. This is a lingering sort of thing when like citrus, that was like a treat. Uh I believe citrus season Did is. Did you get fall oranges? Or winter. We yeah, my, my my grandparents would give us in give us stockings with oranges. Scott, no citrus them. in your stocking? No, never. <laughs> what a deprived childhood. Yeah, that's it. Always... Never left a tangerine for me. <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you forget about it at the bottom of the stocking as you're eating your way through the candy, a couple weeks later it will be a moldy tangerine <laughs> covered in red stocking fur. <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen multiple times to yeah, you? Yeah, of course it happened multiple times to me. Come on. <laughs> Several think, years you I neglected think, a tangerine. Why You fondly recall, why no tangerines, but then you left them die. You let them die in your stocking. Was not a big fruit boy growing up. Not a big fruit boy. <laughs> fruit is so sugary. Uh, I know, but it's not chocolate. <laughs> sugary. Wow, interesting. Jason's favorite fruit, hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's crazy. Uh, when my mom would, my mom would have a seat at that day. She would just take them out then and like just serve it to us. Oh, we were mostly sticking to summer sausages. <laughs> Did you get summer sausages in your? No, stocking? we didn't. But we sure as hell got and gave a lot of Hickory Farm samplers growing up. <laughs> Did you guys not? That was like such a go-to for and from extended family or coworkers. And stuff. I'm not trying to act like we're a but we we ate like crap no, just know. like you did. But I don't think we ever gave or received sausages. Chicago, it's like what are you? You just lived it. So that was like water to you. Chicago is just like one of the sausage capitals Your house of America. Was covered in sausage. Like. I don't think we ate a lot of sausages. Honestly, we had I mean, we'd had hot dogs and as I've said liver sausage once in a while. Sure, yeah. Uh, um, did you but, ever get a bunch of tangerines stuffed together in a row and then wrapped in sausage casing? <laughs> oh, wow. What There's an a good unpleasant treat. creation you made. <laughs> and, and, of course, wrapped in red stocking fur. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I'm going to have a I'm nightmare looking, about that. I'm looking that. forward to that character in that new Adult Swim Vernon Chapman <laughs> stop motion <laughs> thing. Lambskin wrapped tangerines. <laughs> <laughs> I will have a nightmare tonight where a flaming head Richard Nixon hands me a red fur <laughs> tangerine, tangerine sausage. sausage. Eat up, boy. <laughs> Hellscape. The most uh, off the rails episode. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> hey, I got, I got one. Did you guys ever get a chance to ride in the captain's 
the cone of the monorail yeah. in Florida. My sister did without us when she was very young. Really? We were, we were walking. So my family was there. And I, I don't know if it was the captain or it was another family who was like, we have one more space up here. Do Does your daughter want to ride? And I guess my mom was like, okay. My mom's highly paranoid, highly, very worried. Uh, so my sister went up with this strange family and we took the loop from maybe Magic King, let's say Magic Kingdom to, or probably contemporary. I think it was just one loop. So maybe it was back from, Ep- it was back from Epcot. It was Epcot okay. to Ticket Transportation Center. And my mom was the most tense she's ever been just sitting while my sister just sat with a strange family in the captain's area. Ugh. Um and she was everything was fine. Yeah, like she was going to get abducted out of a monorail. The, the, like, That's what she thought. I mean, it was a family. They people had kids. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, my mom was real stressed out about that and tells uh, that story often. But I didn't get to go. My sister <sighs> did. But it wasn't also something I cared that much about. Uh, and now I would care about it more than I did probably when I was little. Oh, my f- whole family, the four of us, got to go up there once and and ride it demanded and i would it was assume polite. no we were politely asked probably because i think it held four in addition to the captain of course um uh now the monorail in florida is automated there is still a captain in there just to keep an eye on the controls um but they have not allowed people to uh guests to ride in that cone since the 2009 accident where two monorails collided resulting in one death Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you can't go up there. It's been anymore. a rough yeah. year for the monorail, but that was the that was that was the worst really thing. bad. And then there was also this. What it? This is such an insane thing because like this is was very unfortunate. No way anyone could have predicted. But like that was when Starbucks um, was it two thousand nine or twenty fourteen? Uh, I th- whenever that incident happened, resulting in the death. Starbucks, those Starbucks um, parks mugs had just come out with the little cartoony and the monorail on that mug. They had to scrap all those mugs because it was the purple well, monorail. That was 2014 then, I That think. was 2014. Yeah. Sorry. Then the automation kicked in in, in a few years before. Mm-hmm. So there were mugs were depicting there. a murderous monorail. Yeah. So now eventually they scrapped all those, reissued the mugs with a different color on it. And then they just totally got rid of the, I think it was the purple monorail they just changed the colors entirely so that to not be associated with that yikes it's weird it's also just weird because it's like i guess it makes sense but it's just like well the that color's gone so don't don't remember that bad incident because who really is thinking lime about... you just ride lime which <laughs> lime would go problem? on they've to... all had problems it seems like uh, uh, I think people are not going to remember the color stripe. I think they're going to remember the the general yeah incident. Yeah. Um. But who knows? What, what do we What do we do with these things? They the Disneyland one's fine. I think D- Disney World just needs a new fleet. It just needs a new fleet. I mean, it was brand new when we were children, and it's like this is like the longest fleet. Mm. I feel like they've just let this go. This happens in Florida. They let these things go for so long. People notice it a lot less because they go only go to the parks every couple years down there. Yeah, but to the point where you cough on the door and it explodes <laughs> off, um, it's, it's skidding down the the like yeah. the slant of Space Mountain. I don't know. Is there somebody? Can somebody make a cheaper monorail so we can get more monorail? Because it does feel like. It just, I wish it went everywhere. I always did as a kid. I was like, when we went to MGM for the first time, I remember having the question of like, well, why doesn't it go here? 
Mm-hmm. And then why doesn't it go down? Like, why shouldn't it go everywhere? Well, why was, shouldn't it be I mean, a harder question for your parents to answer than why do bad things happen to good people? <laughs> yeah, right. Is there a God? Or, uh-huh. <laughs> why does the monorail not go? And of course, there weren't great podcasts like this one to speculate. And they didn't have the information that this is an incredibly inefficient, uh, overpriced mode of transportation that's not caught on well, with the it, public. It is efficient. Like, it's okay, insane fair how many people ride it every day. I think it's the most used. Fair enough. It's not the most not used monorail in the world. There are other monorails ahead of it, mm-hmm. um, but it it um, it is very highly used. And honestly, it's amazing it's been used that much and lasted that long. But like, yeah, you got to get some more monorails in there. If they're they should be working on it right now to have new ones ready for the fiftieth anniversary in twenty twenty one. Because unlike with Richard Nixon, now when new monorails are introduced. They test it, they put it on the track and test it without people or at least without guests for weeks or months. They're not like yeah. testing it and then like, all right, good to go the next day. So we can't put Pence on an experimental no, we monorail cannot. on no. day one of testing. Uh, <laughs> Too bad. It'll be, very, it'll be thoroughly tested before Mike Pence goes on the new monorail. <laughs> yeah. And he certainly would not get in a monorail car with strangers. If he was no. stuck in a monorail car Ooh. with a woman who was not his betrothed, only mother, no. only Michael and mother, <laughs> he would cr- he would knock the door off himself. He would kick the door <laughs> off and jump out. He's already covered in flop sweat from yeah. the shape of that monorail. That the phallic, phallic nature of the monorail. Of monorail. <laughs> Disney World is a place of hedonism. Oh, gonna, and the, the taxpayers are going to have to foot the bill psychopath. for him to go down there, get on the monorail for a second, and immediately leave because mm-hmm. it looks like an offensive penis. Well, can you imagine? Imagine him in the captain's car going into the contemporary. No! <laughs> Mother! Oh, my. Um, and it's stuck. It's going to... Um, I don't know what's happening. It's going back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> in and out of the contemporary. Oh, my God. Man, his brain would explode. Uh, one of the most famous monorail guests, as I alluded to earlier, Bob Hope. Did anyone watch that? I feel like we've watched this Oh, my together. God. I've watched that a million times. From the grand opening special of we'll do Disney whole- World show on we'll that grand opening special. Disney I mean, World we'll special. have to do a commentary. Yeah, but I love that. Did, as they show the monorail go into the contemporary and who gets off it with two very young, attractive-looking plaids, Bob Hope himself. Attractive-looking plaids? <laughs> attra- so, guys. Two very attractive young guys. Uh, <laughs> plaids. Uh, wait, they call them plaids. Really? That's what it's we yeah we've talked about them. Mike got a plaid when he was down there. He yeah, got yeah. a plaid. Uh, I think uh, the combination of words. Did you get a plaid? I think, I think you're, you're right. I think you're right. I think you're. I think you're right about them it, being called plaids. But the things you the words weird, you weird. said in this sentence, I think, was what made it seem a Sounds little strange. Sounds racist or something. As a partially Scottish person, I'm offended by the use of the word plaids. You know, to me, it sounded people calling me a dirty plaid. To me, it sounded like like if imagine like a crazy like a bar a guy in a bar being like, "Look at those attractive plaids over there!" Like that's (laughs) too attractive. Well, plaids are a general neutral. I meant it to mean guys. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, back on track. Uh, So uh, he gets off the monorail and onto a platform that no longer exists. Clearly built for this. And has like stairs and a handrail that he is holding on, doing some very lazy jokes into for an audience of the oldest people I have ever seen on film. Mm-hmm. Like the cutaways, everyone looks a million years old. It's shot in such a strange way. I can't yeah. really tell if they're really reacting to the jokes or that was just shot without an audience. Like there's some things weird about that. 
I think there was an audience there, but there's some just the way it's edited. It is very odd. Well, they also keep doing cutaways to the the balconies, the the hallway balconies inside the oh, contemporary, yeah. and you can kind of see people, but not right. well. So it just looks like it, it's shots of an empty hotel <laughs> in, mm-hmm. interior. We've and, all done we've all done live comedy, especially you guys, and it does. You could probably attest to that uh, the probably not the greatest acoustic situation <laughs> to do a comedy show for in an, a gigantic atrium where some of your audience is ninety feet above you and others are yeah. on stairs way below you. Not the optimal. <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh, no. But UCB three will we'll, be in the center. The of way the, they edit it, there's way too many applause breaks for we'll, the quality of like. We'll, uh, he paints at the Mary Blair mural, and he goes, "Wow, when, when John, John Wayne, Wayne doodle, <laughs> John he Wayne doodles, doodles, he really. When John Wayne paints, he really paints. So like, uh, I also want to go back real quick. He sends the plaids away, and he goes, "Meet me in Adventureland, girls." And you're like, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> super sleazy, creepy. I will Ugh. say he 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 had a there was a solid joke in there because he talks about going up to his room and Donald Duck is there uh, <laughs> in the or sharing a bathtub with Donald Duck and he says, "You ever tried bathing with a duck who was playing with a rubber man?" <laughs> Which is kind of I think that's pretty funny because like oh yeah by that. If if Bob Hope I, had a I, rubber duck, I Donald Duck would it. have a rubber. <laughs> it's an upsetting image, similar to the tangerine sausage. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he? I, it seems to me like he didn't care about the answer. Did he poll each audience member and ask if they had tried to take a bath with a? I <laughs> uh, no, because many of them had already fallen asleep, <laughs> or were putting died during putting the... an aspirin under their tongue just in case, because that. Um, yeah, so he there's a little bit of monorail stuff in there. It's 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 a really weird. Unless you, did you have more? Sorry, I don't want to cut off. If you want to just tell his whole routine. No, I do. It is funny to me the idea of doing whole special a bit. Oh, Podcast there's arrived, a bad joke. Bob Hope comedy routine will They're be two hour of, episode. This place is so big. By the time you cross the lobby, your luggage stickers have faded. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> no, it's the know. one that you like the rubber duck one, but you don't like the faded. I think that's at least I, a standard old joke. I think some of the other ones are just like barely uh, a premise. Yeah, I get I, that. At least it's a simple premise. It's clear. It makes sense. This is a big place, and oh my gosh, it takes so long. Okay, got it. Done. Here's one. I he says something about Fantasyland. He goes, Fantasyland. You do have all the jokes written down. <laughs> I have some. Fantasyland. Right. He's not even on the monorail in this. This is just he a, gets in off the contemporary. The yeah, you know what? You talk about uh, episode division. I think this is clearly right. contemporary I'll material. I agree. I agree. Bob this is Hope contemporary. Will return. And this is we the post credits card. More of the routine. Yeah, but yeah. it is how exciting for a standup routine to begin with the person being delivered on. On a monorail. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That I, that part is great. If only all standup routines began with experimental transportation, like landing mm-hmm. with a with a jet pack or It'd be uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, with a big crazy propeller machine. Mm-hmm. Trump should have, when he announced the presidency, should have gotten off a monorail and gotten on the escalator or whatever the hell when he was in his you know Trump oh, Tower, sure. that famous. That was kind of similar in a way to yeah. the Bob Hope routine, like the strangest entrance you could make to a speech. Poorly staged, odd. Could, there's no good way to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, Bob Hope also did a chunk about uh, Mexicans being rapists and thieves. Yeah, that was a quick, <laughs> yeah, quick thing. They cut that from air, but uh, right, if you live, were there in person, it, it played well live. Mm-hmm. I'll say that I, 
in terms of old uh, entertainers phoning it in, I I'm definitely a Dean Martin man. My son, like <laughs> like Dean Martin about to fall over, half delivering dialogue. Uh, delightful. I I agree with you that I Dean Martin is better than Bob Hope. Yeah. Hmm. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. We're ranking our old time entertainers now. now. Let's rank. Yeah. Uh, but where does Joey Bishop fall? Oh, low. Oh, low. I think so. Yeah. Unfortunately. Tied with Lo- Peter Lawler. <laughs> I was making Lindsay's mom and sister watch videos of Sammy Davis Jr. doing Mr. Bojangles over the Thanksgiving break. Sure. As one were they does. funny or were they just nice? Did you want to like mm, just uh, nice move them? Oh, they were very confused. Why <laughs> they were? I was like, well, I just sort of started watching these videos the other day, and I wait. We need Thanksgiving in entertainment. Have I got the thing for you? I will say this: uh, they were like kind of non. They were not interested in that and the Sammy Davis. But then Lindsay was like, "Well, put on because because they had we had done a whole like couple days of mostly them picking movies and watching. And they're like, well, because I was like, look, what I like to do is just get YouTube up and just roll through videos. Mm-hmm. And after the few Sammy Davis, Lindsay was like, well, show them what you usually would do. And I go, all right. And I went right to Freak Like Me, <laughs> uh, the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man Letterman performance. The and they were much more into it than the mm-hmm. Sammy Davis Jr. They were very key. Like, they were yeah, paying attention. It's f- uh, funny. What, yeah. Uh... So they yeah, wait. Also, several Sammy Davis performances. There's a couple. I mean, he that was one of his signature songs. After several a while. of the same song. Well, but <laughs> what the is banter changes. Got the banter changes. <laughs> the banter changes. It's like the and... genie in the Aladdin musical. Yeah. Like it was Adventure. just like this two. one. He's facing stage right here. Look. It was just like two different performances. I think. Um, so <laughs> we're talking well, well, well. guys. Jason's not the only weird maniac on this show. That's never we've All never disputed. Never, we've, we've never made, disputed. We haven't it. made that the most clear in this. <laughs> There's episode. no disputing that. Yeah, yeah. Jangles and I'm over here orgasming at neon and Mr. So. Bojangles and Max Pass is my <laughs> and <thing>. Max Pass. <laughs> So uh, what else is what there else? an end to this episode? I don't. Well, in terms of uh, pl- this might be the easiest uh, plus up. Uh, Florida, please stop making the monorail a death trap. <laughs> like, please, <laughs> yeah. please order new monorails. Disneyland, uh, keep up the good work. I feel like we haven't had. I mean, yeah, like, any transportation, buses, cars, planes, monorail, anything's gonna have incidents, and it is like there has. Surprisingly, not been that many deaths or major injuries on these things that run every day for decades. Mm-hmm. I all I want is more and new. I yeah. want more in Florida. It's, I don't think it's ever going to happen now. They're, they've obviously gone different ways with the transportation. I just want more and new ones. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing else. But I think in the meantime. Let's not, why not, like, we could just quietly retire these death machines that are currently operating, or we can send them down with a big Viking funeral. We can start trying to crank these babies to 80 miles an hour. <laughs> let's see, let's see how uh-huh. fast they can go. Let's see how crazy we can get. Let's start racing them. Let's see how many laps you can do. Oh, in, yeah, uh, that's great. Monorail races? Minutes. That's yeah, a good ride. Yeah. I will, I think they should give they should have new monorails for the 50th anniversary like that's such a given to me and it's crazy to me that that's not like been announced as far as we know yeah with the old ones i think they should clear the routes and clear the parks before and after hours 
and give them over to the jackass guys and just see what happens. The jackass guys. <laughs> just run. Just if, if we're sending them out in a Viking funeral, who better? Do you want Steve-O, a 50-year-old Steve-O? I want Johnny Knoxville to... They're all old. You want skateboarders to pilot around broken trains? <laughs> I want to. Can you ram the Isn't monorail some... into the Wonders of Life building? It's barely being used. If we're gonna start fresh on it, let's send it Aren't out in a blaze of glory. Jumps and stuff. Get it to jump off the track. Yeah. Maybe maybe ollie off of. I don't really know skateboard. Like bounce off the Wonders of Life building. I don't know. Hey, believe me. I uh, as you know, I love the hell out of Epcot. But if you could get. The monorail, the monorails are just impale spaceship Earth. <laughs> Worth it. Cool. <laughs> Blow it up. I'm there for that. Uh, couldn't we get like the impractical jokers, somebody younger that you know? They you don't know what? put themselves in physical harm. That's true. You're right. They can come too. Harm. Jokers X Jackass. Mm. This is a hit. This will run on cable every hour of every day. But they're going to compete specifically with monorail-related hijinks. <laughs> I don't see why not. <laughs> Jokers is very popular on cable. Very popular. Okay? Very popular. It's the only Jackass show on popular. cable, I believe. That's yeah. a hit. If you put on, like, you know, you put on TV land, it's just a footage of a mirror playing a... Play, playing true TV speed uh-huh. of Impractical Jokers. Highest, <laughs> um, very highly rated. Sal, Q, all the gang. We know the names. We know the names. <laughs> Wigwag. Uh, yeah. All of them. Um, uh, yeah, but you know right. what? I have one more nice little monorail thought, which is that, do you guys recall, if the, if all right, if, if there was an origin story of us not becoming the serial killers we are today, but, right. the, but showing our... Uh, uh, cards of insanity. Do you guys recall the moment where uh, Mike, you got the, you got us this hookup uh, via uh, somebody who knew you from recognized you from Screen Junkies to go tour Imagineering. Oh, of and, course. Uh, uh, and I didn't know Jason very well then, but you you invited all of us as as the as the Disney uh, the Disney freaks, mm-hmm. and uh, we I, we rounded a corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Up until that point, the Disney Imagineering building, you know, we were just so excited to be there, but there wasn't anything like jaw dropping. And it's just it's all it's an office and it's fine. And then at some point, you round a corner and the hallway is a monorail. Mm-hmm. You are inside a monorail, and we all like. <gasps> it was the most embarrassing display for a bunch of grown men to do. And the the uh, <laughs> the woman who had you uh, gave you the the hookup was like. Ugh. Like she mm-hmm. was like weirded out mm-hmm. by our our collective shrieks at the monorail hallway. But yes. all, hey, I stand by it, and I like passing that info to the listener that there's a friggin' monorail hallway. Yes. Well, in, she uh, did ask, "Do you guys want to see the monorail hallway?" And oh, probably really? more. No, I think that I was thought a, she did, didn't she? No, no, no. That's I think the monorail hallway was just a normal. The we had to go that way anyway. Oh, I think yeah. she's talking. About, there I don't was think an, it was announced. That's why we. Freaked. Yeah, yeah. There, it was not announced. You're thinking of there was another hallway that just had pictures of Imagineers on the wall, and she said, "Well, yeah, you don't want to go down that you know, hallway. It's just got some pictures of Imagineer." And we went, "Oh, yes, please." Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then she was like, and then we're like, oh, look over there. It's it's Tony Baxter on the wall. And there's Bob Gurr. And there's like Marty Sklar. And then she was like, huh? <laughs> I I will say, though, when I first walked in the building, uh, I was enchanted because like a newsroom, they had clocks with all the times of the world. Like we're all, uh, like, you know, and in newsrooms, it's usually like New York, London, Paris, all that. But they had it for Anaheim, Orlando. Shanghai, Hong Kong, Tokyo, and just delightful. I was delighted by these very simple 
store-bought clocks. Mm-hmm. So, you were also delighted by the cafeteria. Yep. Which was a normal cafeteria. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you insisted on getting a sandwich, and I had to pull you, you out had of to, there. You didn't let me get it. She, she's like, she's got to get back to work. And I'm like, she's still ordering her coffee. I never did get the sandwich. <laughs> this one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Were you trying to get that no, sandwich? Your rea- your no way. Neurotic no, reaction. No way. I am 100% right about uh-huh. this. She, we wasted so much time in the gift shop. She was to be nice enough. We had spent like an hour and 15 and she was in like, oh, can I go get a sandwich? And I, and she was like, yeah, sure. And then like you're waiting in line and I'm like, no, she has to go to she work. She was still in line for her thing. You she know was what? in, no, there's no way. The punchiest episode. There's no way. Of the podcast. And I, I hate to, I hate to say it. I'm so, I'm sorry with Mike on this one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. The but rules of society. That, that was my memory. The rules of society. You know what? Polite society. The, 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 look, that was my lunch break too. I had to get back to work. I hadn't eaten. You were late. You were late she, coming. You were late coming there no, too. I walked, you were late. I walked up to the entrance with her. We parked. She was you, coming from sir, the building. I, I parked declare next to you it. You were late. Because we were supposed to be there time, and Andrew, but Scott, and I were there. And but we, I re- she, our guide, wasn't there yet. That doesn't I walked matter. In the same you time were as late. Oh, my God. Because I was messaging her when everybody was there. So I said, well, you know, we must well start. Hopefully Jason gets there. And then I remember we saw you park, and we saw you walk the wrong way down the street a few blocks. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, no, he's going the wrong way. Well, you know, sometimes the door falls off your vehicle. Sometimes you just go the wrong way. We all have little oopsies. <laughs> little oopsies for Whether all of us. Whether you're a monorail or a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I don't say we survive podcast the ride now, we might not. Yeah, we got to so get I out better, of here. Oh, yeah. We better get out I'm of here. I'm exhausted. Uh, uh, <laughs> before we end up in fisticuffs. Uh, and, and you, the listeners, survived as well. And thanks so much. I uh, hope you enjoyed this version and of this trip on the highway uh, in your ears uh that doesn't really line up uh hey let's I'll, I'll here i'll plug the things now the uh, go to go to follow us on twitter uh, and instagram and uh, check out the patreon at uh patreon.com slash podcast the ride i think we've <laughs> recently done one about the tortilla factory so yes uh if you're still on the edge of your seat from our monorail journey and you want to hear about the old uh, uh mission oh, wow. tortilla factory i another shocking episode two two shocking episodes back to back what is the you i guess that, that's, the that there's factory. some shocks in yeah. there sure yeah. absolutely uh um yeah so more shocks await behind the second gate yeah and uh did i miss anything mm, no i don't know t public shirts it. whatever you know yeah. you got you know you guys know mm-hmm. and uh if there's real demand for checky leaks please let us know i uh, bet there is <laughs> <laughs> i bet there's like five listeners that are like yeah i would do that uh, yes, and I, like uh, Mr. Alweg, am a wealthy Swedish industrialist, and I, yes, I can pay you $500 a month to plan mm-hmm. my Disney days for me. It's like I was a ghost kind of guiding their hands while they're at the park and they're on the app, so like I would be there with you in spirit. So think about that when you're thinking about how much money you would pay me to do this. Imagine getting on a ride and Mike is kind of massaging your hands <laughs> and just play 
uh, unchained melody in your head mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as, as it happens. Or the uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's, uh, we're done. We're when good. There was this only isn't... one set of footprints. That's when Mike was carrying. That's <laughs> when Mike was signing up, setting me up for uh, the one ten Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All folks. Right, let's get a fuck out of here. Uh, yeah. Bye. Yes. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.